Blog Talk Radio. Radio is brought to you uh, by a group on allpoetry.com, the largest poetry site in the world. And I always like to say thank you to Kevin and his crew for all they do, keeping the site up and running and giving a place for us poets to share our poetry. And I also like to say thank you to Boo and Jay for running the group and running uh, the blog talk radio so that we can share life. Um, tonight, we will be talking about the book versus movie, uh, Radium Girls, 
by Kate Moore. And we do have poems uh, that are inspired by the quotes and or themes of, of, the, of those books in that movie. Um, our, our opening song was All Alone by Eileen Stanley. And Eileen Stanley was born Maud Elsie Eileen Margaridge in 1893 and she passed away in 1982 and she was one of the most uh, popular American singers in the early 1920s and uh, she was born in Chicago Illinois and she was the youngest of four children and English parents Robert S and Maria um, Muggeridge who had immigrated from England in 1887 um, so we've got a little bit of uh, of that 20s uh, music as to open. I hope you guys enjoyed. And without further ado, since I do have many people in line here, in order of caller, hello, Raconteur. Oh, no, that means you're going to call on me first. That means I'm going to call on you first, unless you don't want me to. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I'm good. <laughs> Hello, Stephen. Hello. How are you? Oh, I'm good. How you doing? Good, good. And last but not least, Hello, Jay. My great aunt Elsie was a uh, showgirl and, and a singer in that. Uh, small, bustling farming town of uh, Minneapolis back then. Oh, wow. Oh. So she was a flapper. Some good music. Yes, she was a flapper. She was a flapper back then. And uh, like I said, it was a a small farming town of Minneapolis. Oh, my goodness. My grip, if you're telling a bunch of many, Stephen, my mom put whiskey in the tub and in my bottle when I was teething. When I was sick, she would put whiskey in the tub. My mom, my mom who raised me is 11 years older than my birth mom, and she's very old-fashioned, and she would put whiskey in the tub when I was sick, and when I was teething, she put whiskey in my bottle. So she was pretty, wow. I'm right there with you. Yeah, she's pretty. She, this girl, she's got a thing for everything, though. If ever I need something, if I, I need to get out a stain, or if I have a scratch in wood, or if I like something happened and I don't know how to fix it, I just call her, and she's got like these, like things that work. And I'm like, where do you even learn that? Like when, like I worked at a place and my clothes were getting really greasy, and she's like, just put some vinegar and just throw vinegar in the in the in the wash once a week, and it'll be fine. And it was. It just it, like I, I was like, how do you even know these things? <laughs> the only thing that wasn't good that she did, she used to put bobby pins in in the ears to get out the wax instead of Q-tips. She would get bobby pins. I'm like, you can't do that, Ma, anymore. <laughs> you can't use the bobby pins. That's the only thing that was like really, really old fashioned that I was like, No, we can't we can't do that. And she and she would light ticks on fire. I'm like, We can't do that anymore. We've moved stages. <laughs> 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 All right. Well 
Huh? What you could have done for the for the whole bathwater thing is you could have used a line from uh, from the movie The Quiet Man. When I want whiskey, I'll drink whiskey, and when I want water, I'll drink water. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that one. <laughs> well. I'm going to get right into it, and the topic is Radium Girls, and I'm going to read a little bit about it, a little section here, and then I think we're going to drop um, Stephen, because I think he's the only one that has any type of time um, restraint. If I'm wrong, let me know. Um, But the Radium Girls um, were were female factory workers who contracted radiation who contracted radiation poisoning from painting watch dials with self luminous paint. The painting was done by a woman at three different factories and the term now applies to the woman working at the factories one in Orange, New Jersey beginning around 1917 in Ottawa, Illinois beginning in the early 20s and the third factory in Waterbury, Connecticut. After being told the paint was harmless uh, the woman in each factory digested deadly amounts of radium after being instructed to point their brushes in, in their lips in order to give them a fine tip. Some also painted their fingernails, face, teeth with a glowing substance. The women were instructed to point their brushes in that way because using rags or water rinse caused them to use more time and material as the rinse was made from powdered radium, gum, Arabic, and water. Five of the women in New Jersey uh, challenged their employer in a case over the right of individual workers who contract occupational diseases to sue their employers under New Jersey's Occupational Injuries Law, which at that time had a two-year statute of limitations, but settled out of court in 1928. Five women in Illinois who were employees of Radium Dial Company, which was affiliated with the United States Radium Corporation, sued their employer under Illinois law, winning damages in 1938. And uh, many of our laws. You guys heard of OSHA? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well oh. OSHA wasn't OSHA wasn't around then. And uh and and uh this a lot of cases like this are are the foundation of where OSHA came from. Um so I did a little bit of reading and it said this specific case was actually where OSHA came out from. Um, I have to do more digging to see how accurate, if it was just a contributor or the sole benefactor of OSHA, uh, but it's definitely directly related. So, you know, um, so we've got a lot of protections on us now uh, due to a lot of loss, but um, let's see. I, like normal... I am going to, when I let the reader read, I'm going to let them say their thoughts or anything like that. I did. I wanted to do this show uh, last year, but the book, I mean, because I, I read the book last year, but um, the movie wasn't streaming, available to stream till recently, so I was just able to watch it. And I will tell you my thoughts after, um, but I, I would like to open the floor for anything the reader would like to say if they if they watch the documentary on it or if they've seen anything on it. Um, 
and if they if they happen to read the book or happen to see the movie, what they thought about the two differences, anything along those lines. So Stephen is the first, and you are up, and you have the floor, and you can say whatever you want to say, or you could just read your choice. Dealer's choice, my friend. Mm. Put me on the spot. Well, I haven't uh, I haven't read the book and I have not seen the movie. The only thing I did was I I, I did some online research and read up about it, and uh, it uh, definitely wasn't uh, wasn't nice. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the fact that they uh, were t- instructing them to, to use their mouths to point the brush and telling them that it's not bad for them, you know, just pretty much just lying through their teeth. Although who knows, maybe at the time they didn't even realize it was bad, but I get the feeling they did. Um, yeah. So I, I, I wrote uh, to what I read was the first uh, woman to actually die uh, from the radiation sickness. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name correctly, but it's Amelia Molly Magia. 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 I would. Hmm. I'm Italian. Um, I'm Italian. That's not that magia. <laughs> oh, magia. Well, it might be, but but in, in the uh, in the documentaries no. that I've seen, they've always pronounced it. But that's pretty close, though. Yeah. But uh, I saw pictures of her online after death and how her jaw actually came apart from her skull because of it and everything. It just looked. It was just. Um, Horrible ordeal. So and I'm not going to try to pronounce her name again. I just named the poem after her. And, of course, that picture is her. And it goes like this. Lip-pointed chiffon bristles dip the dye. Tremorless digits pinpoint within the lines. Phosphorus glow for deepest obsidian. Wind the gears of lick nicks and color nails for chips and nicks. Keeping home fires burning, Maslow's pyramid, do books ever balance? Molars molted, brittle bones snap like matchsticks, ruptured jawbone, tottering joints, regurgitated radium bloodied rolls. She paints the tiny hands that count the shortened seconds to her death. And bum. Oh, Stephen, this is such a wonderful tribute. You know, I, I read the book. I watched the movie, but I also watched several documentaries on these women. And I could tell you one thing that disappointed me in the movie was that I thought it was going to be a lot more personable to each of their lives. And she really wasn't even noted very much in the, in the movie. And in the book, the book is written in such a way where it's written almost like a documentary. There's actual lines from court cases and newspapers. It's, it's written in the format of the book isn't like a novel of following one story. It's actually a combination, a combination of the different uh, documentations that are actually cited in the book from real reference text. And I liked that about it because it was real. It wasn't, it wasn't just um, like a, a fictional something made and uh, something taken with a piece of reality but then made into into this fictional dialogue um it kept very true to a documentary type um and she was very prominent in the beginning of it and in the documentaries that i've seen since then as well and i can see that with the the way that you describe everything first of all the color nails and chips and nicks um followed 
following that line of the licks and ticks, I thought was absolutely brilliant in language. And furthermore, with how you bring in um, what actually happened right here, keeping home fires burning, Maslow's pyramid, do books ever balance? Because a lot of these girls, even after they, even after they started to question really had no choice but to go back to work like they they were they questioned it but they really weren't sure they were being told one thing um but these 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 women were among the highest paid women of their time and it, you know when you think about it, they they got um cents they got 20 bucks a week for for hour for 200 dials a day for hours of work but the, that was their income these this these were you know, you can't just think about now what we do. You can't just go and quit your job. You'll you'll be homeless. And a lot of these women mm-hmm. were supporting their families. And when you think about, um, you know, okay, do am, am, do I think people are getting sick, but they're telling me they're not? These doctors are telling me that it's not related. Do I stop going to work? And then you, they actually got into like this rut where their doctor bills were so high that they had they a lot of them were at risk of losing their houses and and not being at you know at the end of the um at the end of the uh, the lawsuit they basically you know there was one woman said i just hope that this will cover the cost of my funeral and my medical bills like they it wasn't even about they want money for being wrong so they needed money to pay for their pills and to pay for their funeral that and that's how in debt they were from all these medical bills and when you think about it in that perspective it's it's devastating and i can see that in those three lines you know do these ever balance um and then you go down to she paints tiny hands counting the shortened seconds of her death that is so haunting um and the idea of those tiny hands and the counting the shortened seconds of the death I, that is such a brilliant way to end um haunting and true in a way where you've taken the content of this dial painting into the retrospect of of life um because many of these women only had about two years to live after they started showing signs of sickness um so it was uh, dialing down, and then you bring in the jawbone, and I do remember that pe- that piece in the book and in the seven documentaries. Um, they didn't go too heavy of that into the movie. Um, this was brilliant, brilliant, Stephen. I, I really appreciate the the legwork that you did and that you looked up and and you pay tribute to her um, and into her story. And I think that's the most important part of this is that we're paying tribute to these to these to these women that. Uh, we're subject to this and, and then giving them a voice tonight, uh, even if it is a um, hundred years later. So really well done, Stephen. Thank you. Thank you I'm going to get my first comment from Raconteur. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really appreciated this, Stephen. You, you summed everything up beautifully. Um, and that last line is, is, is killer. Um, the, uh, the irony too that that you kind of alluded to, um, not really, but um, uh, at least for me, um, you know, the, uh, the fact that they were you know doing this thing while they were doing it, um, while they were getting sick, um, they, they would actually get docked because you know like Sky had mentioned, you know, they were supposed to be doing 200 dials. So obviously, you know, the quality of your work is going to slip if you're getting sick and your and your 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 bones are getting all um, arthritic and you can't bend your fingers and stuff. So you can't hold that paintbrush and 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 make those you know pretty numbers and stuff. They would get docked. The boss would call them in and say, you know, I, I don't like your dial. I'm going to dock you. 
You know, um, I, I mean, yeah, this is great. This is a great poem, Stephen. I enjoyed it very much. Thanks, Rick. Thank you. And Jay? Now, I, I believe that I read somewhere that the equivalent amount of how much they made would be like 29 cents a day for us right now in modern times. So even though they were some of the highest paid women, there was still very, very little uh, for the time, just just because women were not paid that much to begin with. Now, what I love is your detail of using tiny hands there at the end because tiny hands were so important to the job. They they picked women and they picked young Young, I, I believe didn't didn't I read where the the youngest one was all the way like eleven years old, something like to that effect. But um, they used very very young women and girls in order to do this job because they said their tiny hands fit the operation better and allowed them to um, to to work that better. And it, it, it was. You know, like like I said earlier in the board, this was the time where they were treating uh, children's uh, teething and children's ailments with morphine, and they were giving cocaine for toothaches and different things like this. There was really it was really a reckless time in in the world, in America, in Canada, in in places like that. It, it was a it was a time where they were trying caring more about money and the dollar bill than they were about people's health. It was um, mm-hmm. it was kind of like the grand old uh, resurgence of the snake oil salesman back on the early frontier <laughs> days, and uh, but it was in a larger um, factory uh, setting where they could mass produce the snake oil. So I think that you did a great job bringing this up, and yeah, this was this was quite um, quite a powerful piece, and I, I did my research on this as well. So there you go. <laughs> Excellent. I do appreciate that, Stephen. I, I I do like that you put an homage to her specifically. I remember her most prominent prominently in the book. It's funny because I do remember her most prominently in the book, and in the movie she barely had a state a platform, and I was disappointed in that. I liked the movie on the sense of um, it was it fit well to a movie, but I felt like it it lacked the background information of their of their lives and focused more on the empowerment of winning this case and and um, the emotional aspect of, of this one character up against the world and um, though that is you know there are many people like that I, I think that um, I expected it to be more in depth of the lives and that were affected specifically and, and I think they could have done that in different ways um, I feel like they could have done that in a different way that might have been more impactful to me uh, personally. Um, but I'm, I'm getting some feedback here. I'm not sure. Um, but thank you. And Stephen, do you want to talk about what we, what's today? Today's Tuesday. What do you got going on over there? <laughs> Well, tomorrow night uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern at a Fort Excelsior Park. 
Uh, and it's Thomas Kincaid, paintings from Thomas Kincaid that Kay found to, uh, to write to. Check him out. Kay's really picking him. <laughs> I love Thomas Kincaid. And Friday night? Oh, Friday night? Okay, that's um, something different. Oh, Thursday. Uh, Wait a minute. Th- Thursday, right? There's no Thursday show this week. No Thursday. So Friday is the next one. It's going to be open poetry, science fiction, and science poems. Open science fiction and science. Oh, yes, yes. I watched my first episode of Star Trek. (laughs) 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 All right. So I'm ready for that one. Okay, well, stay as long as you can. Hang out. Enjoy. Um, some some talk and talk and reads. Um, I am going to have Rack's piece up next. Let's see. My, mine's a literal take on the dark, though. It's not really about the movie. It's okay. It still works. All right, so we've got a got Rack next, and then we've got the SoundCloud. I do have Phil too, so if any, do you do you want to go next Rack or do you want to wait? I don't know what people like. If they like to wait until they get into the show, or if they like to go right away. So it's your choice. Wherever you think it fits in the conversation is fine. I mean, I don't think we're going to talk about it too much, you know. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> okay, let's see. You know what? I, uh, I'm trying to find it in the audio clips. Jay, do you want to plug while I'm looking this up? Any shows? Absolutely. Friday at uh, 9, 9 o'clock Eastern is uh, Lizzie's Farewell Show. So please come and support her. Um, yeah, make this all kind of sad, but um, Saturday is uh, supposed to be Brandy. We'll let we'll give you more information uh, tomorrow. It's uh, our house, of course, at noon Eastern. And uh, Sunday we have uh, open poetry at nine o'clock Eastern. Awesome. And Rex, do you want to? Do you have anything you want to plug? Any shows? No, everything just kind of just passed by. My last uh, Broken Hearts was uh, last Saturday, and my uh, Off the Rack was that, the Tuesday before that. So nothing until the end of the month. And I All haven't right. come up with topics yet. <laughs> Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to save you, Rack, because I need to figure out what it's called in the studio because it's not called In the Dark in the studio. So I'm going to drop Phil for now, and we're going to go from there. So I for, I, uh, Sky, I forgot to add one earlier, and I'll upload the uh, audio for you, but I have one from Verge that I forgot to uh, drop onto the board. Okay. Let's see. Nice. 
This uh, my computer is glitching. We're having some glitching issues, guys. Sorry about that. It's going to take me a minute. All right, so we're not going to do anything that has to do with the studio because it's glitching. So we're going to go in a completely different direction, and I'm going to ask Jay to read for Rob Cohen. And then hopefully by the time you're done, my studio will be behaving itself. <laughs> As you might be able to hear you don't, you don't from all the You don't have a SoundCloud for him? <laughs> I don't. I don't have a SoundCloud for him. I wish I did because his uh, his SoundClouds are great. Oh, hey, Rob. How convenient was that? <laughs> I say his name and he's on the board. <laughs> well, let me, right. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll send an invite. He's got an invite out there to the show, so... Let him, uh, Rob, if you're listening, you can uh, come into the show at any time. Oh, my gosh. Now mm-hmm. I can, now, now I can't. He's calling in, so I can't drop him. You guys are killing me. Why is my studio misbehaving right now at this second? I, I'm there if you, if you want me to... Uh, <laughs> if you want me to... If you tell me what uh, the name yeah, is. Yeah, can you... It's a sky, and it should be tonight under Phil, but I can't... My studio okay. is not working. I'm, I'm getting to it right now. Okay. My searching. Uh, da, 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 da. I'm trying to do the search button, but it. Nope, I got it now. Or, I got Already, it. I got it. I've got it. I've got it too. It's it's working <laughs> now. You got it Sorry. too. I got it. <laughs> Technical difficulties. I'll press it. This is for Phil. Please press the Phil link. I apologize. I'm not sure what happened there, but here we go. This is a poem by Phil the Poet called Glowing Like a Ready Brick Kid. Poor girl glowing like a ready brick kid, an aura hanging like an arachnid. A jaundiced tinge fills the whites of her eyes, foundation an unlikely alibi. Strange stares and silent whispers fill the air. Absent skin peels the truth without a care. Her face chimes the last minute to midnight, piercing the dark sky with a final bite. A face veiled behind a shroud of darkness, hiding the guilt of despair quite useless. The light reflects from an ivory mirror. Through her sunken eyes she sees more clearer, radioactive, glowing in the abyss, a tempting taste of a core foam kiss. Blurs the retina before the silence reigns, blotching out the breath of what still remains, disfigured beyond all recognition. Amber-colored dye illumination, amputated jawbone disintegrate, final fling of a devastated fate. End poem. Oh my gosh, that's excellent. Thank you for the uh, SoundCloud. And Phil said he was inspired by when I would go home at night, my clothing would shine in the dark. You could see where I was, my hair, my face. The girls shone like watches did in the dark room, as though they were themselves timepieces counting down the seconds as they passed. They glowed like ghosts as they walked home to the streets of Orange. Um, This was a a brilliant, brilliant piece. I'm going to save my comment for last this round, and I am going to start with Jay. He's messing in the studio, I think. No, I wasn't messing in the studio. Someone else was messing in the studio, but that's fine. 
But uh, no, I, I think this is brilliant. I think it uh, is a lot more for the fact of the brutality of the whole thing. It, um, he doesn't hold back, which is what really is needed in, in this uh, time frame, is something that you don't hold back. You just go at it full fig, full full board. I, that last uh, stanza brings it all together. Disfigured beyond all recognition, amber-colored dye illumination, amputated jawbone disintegrated, final fling of a devastated fate. That right there says so much and tells us everything we need to know about this thing. This was this was a, a nasty little secret of the time, but when it reared its head and when it showed itself, it was just pure ugly and absolutely devastating. It was something that was like, hey, you know, it's here. And it's, everybody was seeing it, but no one wanted to pay attention to it because there was too much money being passed around. I really like the way Phil brought this. And uh, it's pretty pretty wild. He said, I want to read a little bit in the uh, author's notes. He said, Ready Breck was a porridge in the UK. There was an advert of a boy eating his Ready Breck. And afterwards, he would have an orange glow around him showing that the porridge would keep him warm as he goes to school. Hence, he was a ready breck kid. I like that. Hmm. What what a, what a clever way to put everything together. Yeah, he kind of put the two things in context together. Um, that is really clever. I'm going to get a comment from Stephen. Yeah, I thought that this was a very powerful piece. Um, just the way he goes through and describes it uh, in a metaphoric type way like that. And yeah, I do like the Ready Book Kid, too. Um, you know, the ordeals that these poor ladies went through were just horrible. You know, they needed the money, they had to work, and they were doing a job that was killing them. And when he, when he, when he, when he says that, uh, where's that? Uh, the one stands radioactive, glowing in the abyss, attempting taste of a colorful kiss, blurs the retina before silence reigns, blotching out the breath of what still remains. Uh, yeah, and then goes on to disfigured beyond rec- all recognition. Some of those pictures yep. that I saw, it's just horrible. Um, yeah, so this, he really captures it very well. Thank you, Stephen. And Raconteur? Yeah, when you talk about a, a conspiracy like this, the um, the symptoms are undeniable. It's the cause that everyone argues about. So um, he really did a beautiful job of illustrating the effects of radiation poisoning, um, which eventually, you know, they connected to, to the, the watch dials and everything. And, and it was, you know, undeniable that that was the source because, you know, this, you could go down the line with the symptoms, especially the, the jawbone and, and, you know, like you had mentioned at the top of the show about, you know, pointing, pointing the paintbrush. They, they would put in the, the paintbrush that was covered in the, put in the radi- radium into their mouths. So, you know, directly, directly in contact with the gums and their teeth and, and their jaws. And, that, and that's why, you know, that was one of the, uh, the key uh, focus of the, of the symptoms of, of people who were afflicted with it. So, yeah, um, he, he did a great job illustrating all of that in a very poetic way. Awesome, excellent, Rack. Yeah, I I think this this piece. Um, I love that you read that second part of that author's notes. 
Jay, because it shows uh, the ingenuity of being able to take two different concepts uh, and, and strangle them in, in using it as a metaphor of, of these, um, these events that have happened and this tragedy that happened, this radioactive glowing in the abyss, a tempting taste of chloroform kiss blurs the retina before silence reigns, blotching out the breath uh, of what still remains. And, you know, they, they say, and, and, and all the things and, that, I've, that I've read um, and watched the documentaries, that their bones are still glowing in their graves to this day because it takes over a thousand years for that radium to even um, die that's out. Life, yeah. And, and, yeah, and that's what, the, that's what uh, some of those lines remind me of with the... Um, with the with what remains uh those those bones and it actually was um in the movie they touched on this part in the book they did but they they really focused this on the movie that um one of the girls they were able to get permissions to dig her up to be able to test her bones uh to be able to say okay it wasn't because uh one of the girls was uh said to have syphilis and was falsely diagnosed to kind of um to kind of ruin her her character to to say oh well it wasn't and they and to answer your question Stephen they did know because a lot of the people that were a lot of them the the scientists that were working were wearing lead screens uh, clothing and they did know the harmful effects um, and but they didn't want to lose the money so uh, you know uh, when I when you think about that and then you think about uh, they they paid this uh, this guy who wasn't even a doctor he was um I can't think of the word he was now but he was he had his he was um, a psychiatrist or something and he and they they told the girls that he was a doctor and he was not a doctor and he examined them and said they were fine and they all believed that he was a doctor and I'll then come out horse. with the trials. He wasn't, huh? Healthy as a horse. Yeah, yeah. They said they, was, they were healthy as a horse and come to find out he wasn't, he didn't even have his doctrine. So, um, you know, and, and they, they just ruined their reputations and uh, said it was syphilis. And that's what it kind of reminds me of towards the end uh, with with uh, the way that his verbiage goes down and then um, disfigured beyond recognition and, and the things when their bodies started started falling apart. This was in, incredibly raw and giving to the peace. And, and, and really, I think that sometimes things have to be raw and have to be gritty for you really to be able to understand what exactly happened and to be able to uh, appreciate what these women had to go through and and what it means for us today excellent piece phil i really appreciate you bringing it tonight and um i'm going to invite two more callers on hello boo hey, hey, hey racky poo that was me that was me that was me that was JC. Oh, I thought it was Rack. It sounded like Rack. Sorry. Hi, JC. <laughs> I, no, I, 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 I sounded like Yogi Bear. I think. Because Rack I says that a lot. Booyah. Thank you. And... I can't believe all the fellas in there. Oh, my gosh. And hello, Rob. Hey Rob. Hey. Hey there. Hey Rob. How's, How's it going? going? I thought the show was at nine. 
uh, Eastern time. So, yeah. I'm an I don't I'm an old lady. I don't like to stay up. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, I feel like one too, so that's fine. Well, I mean, it's like two thirty for me, so. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. are you in any kind of rush, um, Rob? No, 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 I'm fine. Just woke up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fresh. I'm going to have Jay. Jay, can I give you a mission? Because I cannot find it anywhere in here, and I don't know how it's labeled. But I need In the Dark by Rack and Tor in the studio, and I don't know how to obtain that because I've I've written in every way that it could possibly be, and I still can't find it. So Ooh. I am in the dark on how to do that. So if um if you if I can give you that mission, I would truly appreciate it. And uh, while you were on that mission, I'm going to drop Rob. All right. I'm I appreciate it. it. Thank you. I I I put in the title. I I did everything. I'm not sure how things are labeled there and usually you could just press the search bar but um apparently it's not coming up for me. All what right. Rob. You are on the board and in these shows I always give people um, the opportunity to either, if you read the book or watch the movie or watch documentaries or have any input or say um, about the subject matter, you can, or you can read and just tell us what your inspiration was to the quote. Okay. Um, yeah, I was going to be really difficult to ask if I could if I could change it to something else. I don't mind doing this, but um, um, if you want to change it, <laughs> just put the one you want right on the board. Okay. And then just, just let me know more, more what. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, it's the same. It's the same prompt essentially. But right. Um, yeah. Anthem for doomed troops. Who flies the flag at half mast? For those cast aside as disposable trash. Porn people in light gear quivering in bomb shelters with their helmet heads between their knees, mumbling salvation pleas from trembling lips. Will Archie puppets and playthings thrown into the deep end on the front line in the queue for slaughter, flesh and bone capital auctioned in middle of nowhere deserts where cattle go to die and those that returned are stained by stamps of trauma. Remembrance candles are lit in barbecues and drunken holidays, the fallen children of unchained freedom speeches and rallies leading to valleys and mass graves, military budgets blown beyond the reach of welfare and education, starved people who struggle to read the telegrams and the scrolls of disillusioned honor rolls engraved on pop-up tombstones. Now those who are passed by the orders to disturb the peace rest in a peace that their families are lost at the cost of stuffing blood-soaked money into the wallets of weapon men sleeping in easy with eyes, blind eyes shut. End poem. Excellent piece. I, I love that you called in you're able to read it. I, 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 I truly don't believe there no one else can do a, 
poems justice as much as uh, the writer themselves. And uh, Rob wrote to Wars Are Hungry Machines, and, uh, and the one... And the more you feed them, the more they consume. And I thought this was just so on prompt with uh, that quote and, and incredibly moving, I think, and especially because I think you said it was dedicated to somebody. So it must have been um, something that was very uh, personal to you. The pawn people in riot gear quivering in bomb shelters with their helmet heads between their knees, mumbling, salvation, please from trembling lips. I think um, sometimes people talk about wars in such a washed over way. Uh, we forget that every single individual has to go through this, this endure this trauma. And when we think about uh, this one individual doing these, this one thing and quivering and putting his head in between his knees, um, and then, and then you're just speaking about one person, and yet there are there are there are millions uh, throughout history. And I, I think that, uh, and then you hear puppets and playthings. Um, and many times when people are sent to war, uh, often there's not there's there's they know it's not like they're uh, really have a choice of what they're doing, especially in certain. Uh, certain circumstances like the draft and and things like this, people are putting into these positions uh, in this, these situations with very little to no choice. And um, and and I think truly, you know, if they survive, I, I don't truly don't believe there's a full survival because they live with this this PTSD and uh, these these horrific things that they see and have to do for the rest of their lives. And um, it is it is definitely a machine. This is an incredible piece, very moving. And I'm gonna get my first comment from this piece on with from Jay. Yeah, you would put me on the spot with this one because of uh, my history, but this is this is what I live. This is um you know, this is uh, something that uh, I've gone through. And uh the understanding of being in war, and uh, there's so much more than just the people who get lost during the war itself, but the people who come back are still lost. The families have lost who they used to know. They have someone new. They have someone different. They have someone that they have to live with today that they never knew before the war began. And it goes so much deeper than what everybody thinks. You know, oh, you went to war and you came back. That's nice. Now go work a job. Uh, go go do this. Go do that. You know, work at a place where... Um, uh where where it's um gosh where 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 you're gonna hear a lot of loud noises and freak you out so you jump under your workstation. You know, do stuff like that. You know, they don't there's there's no clue uh, uh of stuff like that. So um I, I really, really enjoyed this story because it it, it grabs a hold of the trials of of um of those who have gone to war 
and those who really feel. And you know what? It also grabs a hold of those people who are so damn greedy that they would use anybody to get what they want. I think that this ties in more to the story of the Radium Girls than anything else because we are tying in the fact that uh, that government, the war, and the business owners at the um, at that corporation. Let me see what was it called? It was called uh, U.S. Radium Corps. Yeah, uh, yep. they they um, all were so damn greedy they didn't care what happened to anybody. Everybody was just a pawn yeah. to them. And I think that you grabbed a hold of that, Rob. Well done. Thanks, man. Excellent comment. And Rack? Yeah, I, I enjoyed this, Rob. Um, I like uh, the section that Sky had called out about um, putting your head between your legs, um, the helmets, uh, the way that you obviously framed it was a lot more eloquent. Um, but um, that, that conjured up so many images for me, um, never having been to war, but, you know, moved and whatnot. Uh, um, but to tie it in also to, to the um, to the book and the movie that uh, Sky featuring tonight also um the, the times when they, when you put your head between your legs are for nuclear war so the radiation again the fallout um you kind of uh give a nod to that in addition to the to the prompt that you wrote to about war being a machine so um that this is uh very brilliantly done for that reason i enjoyed it a lot thanks rock Thank you, Rack. And Boo? 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 Oh, it looks like Boo dropped. My studio is very behind today. I'm not, I, I still see her in the studio. I don't know what's got going on with uh, my studio over here. But, um, I'm not sure either. Yeah, she's, she's dropped. Unfortunately, okay. <laughs> she's not. And that might be that you. might be blog talk, blog talk. So we'll see. Oh, okay. Because it's just, it's just. I've never, I've never had so much, so many issues. Um, well, Rob, I, I do appreciate you calling and contributing. Stay as long as you like, and um, I do, uh, I do appreciate you calling in and bringing that. Yeah, I, I am just, going. I, I come from, I just made from my perspective, um, and the dedication. So, on like maybe a minuscule um, level, so Africa is kind of um, what America is to the world. Kind of, you know, mediates her and protects her in a sense as well. I mean, America kind of, you know. In a, in, a, in a sense, from, a, from the outside perspective, someone living in South Africa his whole life looks after a lot of things that go on in the world that aren't really their business. But if no one else does it, then it's going to go to shit and things are going to escalate, you know? So in, in many senses, um, South Africa does that in, in Africa in some way. Um, some of the conflict going on with the rebels in, the, in Central Africa and also some of the extremist groups and this was the only person I ever knew that went into the military because it's not such a big thing. 
And, I mean, he was there for, I think, like, a few months, and he, he got killed by uh, all forces. So it was thing about that. But then it, it's saying that it, it, it echoes, like, it's saying that's timeless because it's, um, as it speaks to your prompt, it speaks to things today as well. You know, I was listening to things in, um, in Davos uh, this morning, or my time this morning, um, yesterday, which uh, they, they were talking about, you know, kind of getting into new territories and all that. And it's the same thing. It's just um, viewing human beings as um, possibilities for market extension, for possible, you know, revenue streams and not seeing them. I think it speaks to the prompts in the same way. It's just not so too far, of course. Um, but that, you know, because of their little hands or whatever it was, I'm not, I'm not very familiar with the book, but I know the whole story of the time. Um, but seeing humans as, you know, resources, they're not living things. Um, so I think it's quite applicable throughout the ages and you always get examples of it and you get examples of it now with, you know, data harvesting and all that. So, yeah. My five, my two cents. Excellent. Right. I always yeah. ask people their two cents. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things yeah. about doing this show specifically. I, I like people to be able to have time and take a, a bit of excerpt of their thoughts on the on the matter of the different books that I feature and the content in them. So I do appreciate that. Um, and, and 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 you know other topics and that they can relate to and and like you said it's a different it's a different topic but it's the same themes and it's the same meaning and I think that a lot of things have those kind of connections so excellent and um, I see that you fixed this thing here for me Jay I do appreciate that you put it underneath sky which is good and. Uh, I'm going to go ahead because I just got that uh, cue. I'm going to drop Rack next because he's in waiting. And uh, I do appreciate you putting it underneath Sky. Um, I was, like, threading that whole thing, and I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> nope. No problem. No problem. All right. I didn't put it with my section because I figured I would just be able to write in the title and it would pop up, but I wasn't <laughs> doing that. All right. Rack, um would you like to say any words, or would you like me just to press play? <laughs> uh, this is a kind of um, literal interpretation of being in the dark, not in the dark quote from the uh, the movie that they were in the dark as to the danger of what was going on. So um, there you go. It still works, though. All right, I'm going to press play. And I love this one, by the way, because I've read this one before. Here we go. In the Dark by Raconteur Tomorrow seems like yesterday, absolutely no different than today, engendering a sense of futility that saps my will every time I open my eyes. Fragmented fractals form faint figurines, Vaseline visions vaguely verifiable, smudged Silhouette-shaped streaks in a world of specters. Everything is shrouded in shadows, indiscernible from memories. Distance between objects become insignificant. Everything will always seem just out of reach. 
uncertain if anything is able to pierce the veil of umber. Pride is now a foreign concept. Independence, a wisp of smoke. Tomorrow remains as certain as my footing in an unseen reality. It's no wonder my eyes struggle. The eyes of a ghost. Someone broken. Beneath notice. No different than the friend who would be so attractive if they'd just lose a few pounds. I used to think my perception was skewed, but nothing could be clearer. My eyes reflect the world as it truly is. The path I'm on, I travel in solitude. The echoes of my footsteps fading into silence. End poem. Excellent. This one's from the... It's on my recommendations list already. And I can see that it's on uh, several lists, actually, and on one of my favorite lists of yours, which is The Hurt Locker, which I seem to stumble on quite often. Every time I hear you read, almost every time, it's from that folder, and I I really always... Every time, it rips out my heart. Um in a beautiful way, because it's so beautifully written, yet it's so devastatingly heartbreaking. And I know that I just wrote one line on your, you know, it might look like I copped out on a comment by just writing one line, but sometimes poems just hit you, and and one line, that's it, that's all you got, because you just, you know, you're rendered with just one line, because it is extremely emotive. Giving raw honest, I think the honesty in it is the thing that I, I, um, I'm drawn to most because uh, it's not always easy to be vulnerable for other to others. You know, it's not easy to, to present yourself in such a vulnerable way, in such an honest way, and and, and bear your soul in such a way. The part where um, you know you go into as much as a as a friend who just lose enough pound that those contexts and pretenses that people have. Um, and how they can really cripple us when it comes to relationships. And, and um, you know, we can really be miss out on many things uh, because of, um, you know, pr- pretext and say, okay, well, this is this way and this is that way and you're this way. And I, I you know, there's, you're not quote-unquote perfect um you're missing pieces it, when in actuality it, it is so far from the truth um and and if anything uh those who have to survive certain things to me are are way more adept at uh emotion and at giving and give and give more back through their struggles i mean you can see that um you know i i think scars are beautiful and uh anyone who says different it doesn't you know they don't understand they just don't understand uh the piece is that to me pride is now a foreign concept independence of risk of smoke you know i work with a lot of people that um 
have gone through some trauma. Actually, well, you know, I I work with a lot of adults with disabilities and a very few amounts that have gone through a physical trauma that ended up rendering them needing help. And and, and I see it, it it is a struggle. Seeing it is very different from experiencing it. And and I know that. um, And just from what I can see and what I've experienced through other people, it takes a tremendous amount of strength to survive that. and, and I will never be able to fully understand that myself because I have not gone through it, and I and I completely understand that and know that because I see it. And and uh, I have this one person, and I always say she's a warrior because she just keeps trekking on. This was a beautiful piece, and I'm going to get my first comment from Rob. Yeah, I think I think the um, the sequence worked pretty well because it's exactly why I was finishing off with um, about the, the repetition of certain events throughout time. Um, tomorrow looks like yesterday and then, you know, um, future, past and in present, you know, um, all tied up in the first two lines. And I think that's um, definitely a sense in, in the broader speak of, um, you know, back, well, maybe back to my particular um, prompt that, you know, especially people in power, as um, Jay was saying in, in the poem about the U.S. Uh, radium Corp. And, and at that time, you know, very money-hungry people and, you know, people in these corporations that, that look to extract things at any cost and that it's ex- exactly the same today. Um, and then... Um, yeah, I, I listened to a thing by uh, Edward Snowden recently, a recent interview, and it was saying um, saying that's quite striking about how you know the the biggest conspiracies are actually the things that are happening right in front of us, the manifestos that are released to public. You know, it's not things that it's not reptiles meeting in alleys or in pizza huts or anything like that. It's things that are happening that are released to the public, and I think um, in in the second stanza it speaks to that. I you know particularly like the um, flow of um, alliteration in each line just you know flowing into one another um, and and it, it speaks again it's, it's something that is quite timeless because it can relate to so many different things and then with that the the greater outline of the poem and the the meaning of the poem you get something that you know with the you know, to say that okay, there's there's some some older some older thoughts, and then you know the the stanza that you touched on about the uh, friends would look so attractive if they lost a few pounds. So it's like saying that's quite modern again, and then mixing those two together in in the greater theme as well, um, and the message of the poem I think is is quite good. Um, the use of that, and yeah, just you know, altogether the flow and the the way that the, the poem was read was quite beautiful. Nice rack. Thank you, Rob. Thank you very much, Rob. Great comment. And Jay? Well, bottom line, this is a very excellent piece. I remember it was the uh, day before Thanksgiving. Uh, it was back when I was still in Charlotte, North Carolina, working at the Reserve Center. And um, all of a sudden, I'm sitting there, and it looks like 
I'm seeing rain. It's like little drops of black going down in front of my eyes and not sure, sure what the heck was going on. Um, I closed one eye, it was fine. I closed the other eye and I could see that. And it was like, I, I didn't have the slightest idea. So I had to go to the, I had to go into the VA hospital right away. Um, and it was like, I was like absolutely blown away, but it was the, it was a fact that um, my eye uh, had a detached retina and all of a sudden I was going blind and I didn't know that I, I was and the VA messed up my eye right away. And so I ended up going blind in my eye, but that's how it all started out with like a black rain and something to that effect. Um yeah, this is this is quite um, per se uh, the fact that um, I can relate to this is beyond beyond um, um, beyond relatable because of me having gone gone blind in one of my eyes. So there, there you go. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. Excellent. And I know Boo just got here, but I think she heard this one before. Hey, Boo, you want to make comments? Yeah. Oh, you can hear me, right? My phone. You're kind yeah. of muffled a little um, bit, Boo. I'm muffled? Oh, okay. Uh, no wonder. Okay. Anyway, I read this one before, Rack, and I deserving of the front page. Your read is always amazing. Bring us in and like your voice is perfect for reading poetry, but as I think it's sad the path I'm on, I travel in solitude, the echo of my footsteps fading in silence, just screams of loneliness. Um, I lost sight too before in one eye and it's really, it's something that just messes with you totally because you, you lose your independence, you lose um, how you feel about yourself, your esteem, oh, the whole thing is just terrible. You don't really know until it happens to you. Um, I'm sorry that it happened to you. Um, I like to say fragmented uh, fractals from paint. I don't know what that other word is, but figure like good alliteration there. And distance between objects. Like Agreed. all the little things we take is a big deal. Thank you. And uh, really touching, moving, and um, memorable rack. Good job. If I could give you one of my eyes, I would, Jack. I knew you were going to say that. Stop that. I'd look funny with one blue eye and one brown eye. <laughs> yeah, I always tell you that, huh? Well, it worked for David Bowie, didn't it? He had one of one brown and one green, uh, one blue yeah. eye. Yeah. Who did? David Bowie. David Bowie. Oh, I did. I did not. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think it was from a fight they had in school. The fight, yep. All right. I have got Jay up next. Thank you, Rock. I do appreciate that poem. And Jay, whenever you're ready. All right. Um, I kind of uh, played on the fact that around this time frame, you know, there was a bunch of businesses that that new stuff was bad for you, but they went ahead and false advertised and, and stuff like that. The 
two of the big ones is uh, Mrs. Winslow's uh, Soothing Syrup. Um, that one right there was uh, something that um, it had morphine in it, but it was supposed to help your children sleep. So there you go. Yeah, <laughs> it would does. help your children. Sometimes they wouldn't wake up. Uh, the other one was Lysol. Because this this is something you mentioned before. Lysol mentioned that a doctor in Europe said that that was a good it was it was good to use as a douche. So that's what, that's what Lysol was being used for back in the day, and until they found out that doctor in Europe didn't didn't exist. So this is called Undark. Undark was actually the name of the uh, of the paint that they used the radium in. That was the trademark name. And it, it, and here, this goes like this. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Undark. It shines in the dark. The power of radium at your disposal. Safe as can be. A career to embark. How could you refuse this grand proposal? U.S. Radium Corp. Picking at the Carnotite, strange it be found in Paradox Valley, radioluminescent to see at night, look at the glow, not at the body tally. The war is so hungry, have to feed the machine from Waterbury, Connecticut to Orange, New Jersey, and Ottawa, Illinois, making ladies gleam this jaw-dropping job with no mercy. Lip dip paint, nature of the beast, has to keep radium consistent. Girls get sick, blame it on an STD to keep greedy fingers clean and distant. Until the, that day number 16 died, it happened in November 1928. Dr. Von Sashiki, the first who lied, would seal the use of radium's fate. And all the girls who died for greed... Remember what their lives truly mean. End poem. Oh, Jay, this was so excellent. You brought in so many of the true events that had happened here. Um, you brought in even the, the towns and the places, the Ottawa, Illinois, and the Orange, and, uh, Orange, New Jersey, and Connecticut, and Waterbury. You actually put in the, act, the actual places. And it's not easy to put uh, fact and, and factual information into a poem and, and to present it in a, in a whole different way. You can see it in a textbook. You can see it in different formats. But to be able to take that information and string it through a poem, um, as you did, uh, it's just brilliant. I love, I love the intro that you did with the singing because, you know, um, 
I think it, it, even in itself, it, it brings uh, this a tone of remembrance, a tone of sadness, and, and, a, and a tone, I would say, an homage. And this is a tribute to to uh, to people that fell subject to this. You know, undark, it shines in the dark. A power of radium at your disposable, safe as it can be. A career to embark. You know, and these these are all the the, the, the disinformation um, that was, you know, through the media, through, and I know I threw one up there at the beginning of the show with the radium water. So many, you know, it, it was a time where they really thought radium, they, they said it put pink in your cheeks, and radium was in everything. And this is a thing. Did they find it, and did they, and did they start to put it in everything? Um, was there a little bit of maybe misinformation and misguidance? Yes, but at one point, at some point, they did know, they did start to realize the effects, and that's the part that gets it. You know, you know, it, it was booming. It was a booming industry in many aspects, and many people thought it was good. But when they found out it wasn't, they continued to cover it up. And they just kept using dial paint on dark paint until the 70s. So when you think about all these things and, and all this disinformation, and the person that ended up settling this lawsuit actually had stocks in on in in the U.S. radium corp uh, business, so the person who ended up saying, "Okay, this is it," they found out later actually had stocks in there, and they paid out that money just to keep them quiet and to and to have their cases dismissed and kind of have it settled out of court, so that they wouldn't have ownership, because in those first five girls' case that they quote unquote won, the thing they signed said that. Uh, basically said that it was not harmful and that they they that it was not the cause of it they were not at fault so they they signed this um you know a this uh they settled it out of court and they signed this paper that says oh well you know you're going to pay us but we're, you're not at fault and they pretty much had their hands tied it was the best they could do because they were going up against something so big and and so something that they they and, and a lot of them were were living on borrowed time and and so they really had no choice but to set a lot of court and uh you know i see so much of that in your piece and it reminds me of and the part that i really like that too that you brought in with is the std which i brought up before um a lot of the girls were diagnosed misdiagnosed, falsely diagnosed with syphilis to try to tarnish their reputation. And you bring that in this too. Um, you brought in so many uh, the actual facts while still keeping with the poetry and bringing uh, so much information into one piece in, in a very, very brilliant way. Thank you, Jay, very much. And I'm going to get my first comment from a new caller who is here. Hello, sweet. Hello. Hello. Yes, it, it was quite interesting when the uh, first thing I hear is JCA say, douche with Lysol. And I'm like, what? Okay, hello, JCA. Um, <laughs> Doesn't that sound refreshing? There are it, though. strange uh -huh. things that we've gone through in history. Yes. Um, I the fact you you actually brought in some of that. Um, I, I will tell um, Sky that I have never read the book, nor have I ever seen this movie. But I know 
so much about this case. Um, this case I studied during my master's program, and we'll get into that when I read my stuff. Um, and you brought so much into it, and I, I love that you have the name of the paint, and, and you brought in, you know, different things it was used for, and, you know, how absolutely it was horrible to, you know, the effects and, and to the women and, and all that. I think it was absolutely brilliant. And I really appreciate everything that you brought into it. I appreciate that, sweet. Thank you. Thank you, sweet. And Raconteur? Yeah, I, I liked uh, that you mentioned the STD, too, because um, the the thing about that isn't just, you know, tarnishing their reputations. It, it's something that's so embarrassing to even talk about, you know. It's, it, it's like, it's like you if you, if you wanted to bring up, you know, oh, how did your aunt die? You know, oh, she died of syphilis. You know, and rather than saying she died of radiation, it's something that you you know is going to not get talked about and swept under the carpet. So it was meant to be um, damaging in, in that way as well um, and embarrassing. Um, but um, the whole thing was, was very cleverly done. And um, again, I, the, the, the facts that you included in this phenomenal, um, the towns and, and the people's names and, and number 12, you know, I mean, e- even that, you know, because they don't refer to her by name, I guess. Um, but uh, it, it's really well done, Jay. And um, you did, you did a great job with it. Yeah. Dr. Ben Sashiki was actually the 16th person that died of um, radium poisoning. The the 16th verifi- verified death. So yeah. that's where the number 16 came in. Yeah, uh-huh. Thank he you. Was the, excellent he excellent was the inventor, comment. He was the inventor. And um, Rob? Yeah, yeah, that was great. Um, the, the, the start of the singing, the, like, nursery rhyme nature to it, I think, was... Uh, very cool. It's like almost uh, the kind of darkness of saying like um, ring a ring a rosy, you know, about saying that dark. But yeah, it's like it's the light of mine, um, referring to obviously the you know radium, uh, which was named after you know well you know lights and heat and everything. So it's kind of the darkness in that and juxtaposition to that. Um, and I also think, you know, well, going on to the kind of storytelling and, you know, having the the places and everything like that named, it's almost like, you know, it has like a Lou Reed nature to it, the way that he would um, write songs, you know, the way that he would tell a story and it just flow in that same same way, which, I mean, from my perspective, as someone who wrote songs and has been a lifelong Lou Reed fan, is the highest praise. And I also think, I mean, back back to the the book and the, all the prompts, you know, it's it's almost like, you know, it's 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 on it's almost on the same level of things like um, the Crucible and Animal Farm because it's got these um, allegories and illusions and uh, almost like satirical nature to us. And I also I've not read the book. I, I know the events that inspired the book to an extent, um, a limited extent, but it's you know the, the allegories are almost relevant to today's things. I mean, I could read this as something that would be almost 
something that's completely irrelevant to what's going on, you know, me watching the the broadcast from Davos this, this morning or today, you know, and that kind of nature and the way that it ties into that, um, I think is quite, is, 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 you know, on Jay's part, great um, that he, he manages to achieve that. And then also the storytelling, the way that I mentioned, comparable to Lou Reed, mentioning the places, and then also, you know, not just, you know, not just the kind of um, journalistic approach of just a story, you know, it's almost the, the, the satire is dripping off it, and that's also always, um, is always brilliant. Um, yeah, I think it was really good and timeless, like the last few, I would say, really cool. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. Excellent well, comment. And Boo? Boo Bear. Sorry. Anyway. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm, like, way off, but <laughs> I don't know anything really about the book or, you know, the situation. I should probably, but it just almost seems like satire. Like, it's kind of your funny and I know it isn't funny I know the situation's not funny but like some of it just seems like it is especially the parts about New Jersey and the and the STDs is almost like but that's maybe what you need to make the point I don't know if it's supposed to be like tongue-in-cheek you know Jay but um mm. either way it's like really interesting I mean parts just seem like they're amusing or I'm just twisted maybe but um uh yeah and I don't know anything about the book, but this makes me want to know more. I like the way you wrote it. This is different for you, I think, the way that you wrote it. And um, you have to read it again, I'll be honest, because I didn't really get a chance to read that good. But uh, I thought it was good, and I'll give you more intelligent comments later. Sorry. Yeah, the three, uh, fa- the three factories, Boo, were located in Waterbury, Connecticut, Ottawa, Illinois, and Orange, New Jersey. And the STDs come in because the doctors were falsifying the uh, the diagnoses to uh, to um, kind of uh, make these girls look to to assassinate their characters, so mm-hmm. that they they would they would say that oh they they don't have radi- ra- radiation poisoning they have syphilis, and that's mm-hmm. that's what they they were trying to do because there was a syphilis outbreak of the time and if someone caught syphilis, oh my gosh, that's the end of the world. Your character is destroyed. Mm-hmm. There's no cure. <laughs> the gift and I am going to say hello to a new caller who is going to make a comment and then read her piece. Hello, Deb. Hey, Deb. Hey, Sky, Sky, Sky. Hi, Hi, everyone. So listen, Jay, man, to start off with that song was actually an eerily brilliant thought because, like, I've never looked at that song as anything but uplifting. (laughs) But in this particular case, it drives that glow. It it was the perfect contrast to, to set it off. And then with your pieces like Lip Dip Paint, which was they were told it it would make the, the uh, accuracy better, and here it was just helping kill them faster. Um, the details and stuff that you pulled in shows that you know you, you did your research too, and, and and to wrap it up with a nice bow at the end, and all the girls who died for greed remember what their lives truly mean. Um, 
and I had read that nobody really paid any attention or tried to do anything about it until something happened to the first man. So yeah. it's like, you know, these that women were just disposable. So, like, yeah, I mean, I, I investigated this because I hadn't heard of it, and I, I was crying, and, and it was just, like, such a tragedy. But like I said, I can't express enough how eerie adding this little light of mine made it. Brilliant move. Thank you. Yeah, I, I got it. Thank you. Real quick, Jay. Um, putting that at the beginning was reminiscent of the 20s, where before you had your show, um, they would have a commercial or something like that, you know, the, the jingle before they went into the actual show itself. So it was reminiscent of that for me as well. Yeah, with a, like what Deb said, with a much darker undertone as well, which which was very uh, very giving. Excellent piece, Jay. I do appreciate you doing the immense amount of legwork that you did to create this piece and put it together and, and put factual information and be able to present that tribute to them. I, I really do appreciate that time that you took and, and that care and that consideration. And um, I'm going to let Deb go next. Deb, on this show, I do let um, the poet speaker say a little bit if they want about if you've seen the book watch the uh watch the movie or watched any documentary or if you have anything you want to contribute or say your thoughts or you could just read your piece up to you you have the floor okay well on on this one sky i hadn't seen the movie i hadn't read the book i i embarrassingly enough, had never even heard of it and, and part of the horror stories from New Jersey. So I, I was totally educated, and I spent time since you showed it to me last night looking this stuff up, and it, it, it killed me. It gutted me. Such tragic history, all for the almighty dollar. And some of the stuff, oh, I, I mean, they told these people that this was the fountain of youth, basically. I think someone <laughs> yeah. already mentioned that, you know, you could get pink in your cheeks. Well, yeah, that, that, that pink wasn't the kind of pink you were hoping for. So awesome prompt. I, I, I learned a lot. And, and my poem is called, When Her Green Glow Is Not From Envy As the Lies Kill. Here we go. Sex sells, but the lies companies spread due to, as newspaper headlines report, radium adds years to life. Then as the people drink radium water as tonic, the chemicals tunneled holes in bodies like a knife. Scientists add it to makeup and to the toothpaste, laced dairy butter and milk with the radium too. This chemical can shrink tumors off the flesh, but it can eat the body from the inside out of you. As men go to war, the women flock to factories, painting the faces onto the watch dials by hand. With the glow and the dark luminosity, all the rage from radium painters that companies command. A rash of illness rocked the so-called radium girls, falling from disease hitting them head to the toe. Wounds ooze, but they do not heal and bones deteriorate and gals walking home from work showing a green glow. Disease spreading to tissues in Molly Magia's throat 
eat through her jugular vein, filling her mouth with blood. Her nurses and doctors did fight to stop the bleeding, but she died from the disease in the warm crimson flood. Pictures show her jawbone crumbled into pieces, leaving her skull to look as if she's screaming. Bystanders read the lies on her death certificate from the cover-up and the underhanded scheming, writing that the woman died from syphilis, but lawyers won the battle, leaving the liars steaming. And Paul? Excellent, excellent piece. Um, you know, I, I, you know, it, it, I was thinking you from Jersey too. Like I was like, oh, this must be especially eerie to you know. And then Rack was like, I'm from because I was talking to Rack when I was saying that out loud, and Rack was like, yeah, I'm from I'm from New Jersey too. And and to think that you know when when things happen so far away. And in distant places, sometimes they're harder to to really self-reflect on. This could have been me if I if I lived 100 years ago. If I if I was born 100 years ago, in, in this ta- in this exact place, this could have this could have happened to me. And there's something uh, eerie about that. And your piece brought into so many. You know, when you think about and I, you see all I seen all these advertisements too on a toothpaste and the butter. I seen that adverse advertisement too about how Thanks. this radium is put in the butter and um, and in the toothpaste and in makeup and how it was used so freely. And yes, there like I was saying before, there might have been a time when they didn't quite know the effects. You know, and then there was, um, and I really like that you touched upon this, which no one quite, no one has all the way, but about the about the uh, men go to war, women flock to the factories, because one of the one of the reasons why they were pushing out these dial radium dial paint was because in the war, um, you know, they couldn't uh, men couldn't see uh, the the time and the their watches uh, and. In, when they went to war, and this was actually the first time that they pr- started putting strapping on watches to put on your wrist instead of pocket watches, and then of course they bring out the radium dial paint so they can see at night, and it was an advantage that they had, and uh, you know, so the girls are thinking I'm doing something um, for the ones that I love that are fighting for me, and and all the while, um, you know, they're they're poisoning themselves with it. Uh, the the grit that you put in here, the rashes of illness and the bones deteriorating um, and then showing the green glow as they're walking, you know, these were the types of things that, not that I wanted to see this, but I wanted to see it touched on in a movie in a more, um, in a more giving way. I, I, I thought the movie fell short of that. It was, it was good, but I did think it fell short for that because there were so many things in the book and in, and in documentaries, because I've seen a slew of documentaries on this, um, that they do. It is, they, they called them the ghost girls because they, you could see them glowing. You could see it on their skin and on their clothes. And, and, and when they say that when the woman started looking in the mirror, in the mirror, they started to see their bones in the mirror glowing and it's luminous glow. And, um, I mean, how frightening is that? You know, and, and when you think of something, they did do something in the movie that I thought was very giving to that, this idea. One girl had drawn an iridium paint on the, above her bed on the wall, and it was glow in the dark, and, and it shows you how innocent and 
how lighthearted it once was. And then after her sister gets really, really sick, she starts scrubbing it off the wall like she can't get it off of her and scrubbing it in the bathroom. And while she's showering, as if she's trying to get it off of her skin, but it's already in her bones because that's where the radium settles. It settles in your bones. It's much like calcium, except calcium builds your bones and the radium oh. just um, tears them down. So that's where, where those two those two kind of lay. Um, and, and the idea of something being so that that change and that and that that sickness that befell her I thought they did a good job with that and I see that in here but there is that I see the rawness in your piece and I think I've said this many times today but I think that is so necessary for the subject matter I think it's an excellent tribute uh, this is a tough subject I know uh, it is one that uh, I think should be known too and I don't normally I mean you know me Deb I read a lot of fantasy I read a lot of fiction but I slowly started trying to read a little, once in a while a, something more than just that. So I've been trying to diversify my my uh, reading selection, and this was one of the books that I that I picked out to learn about. So I didn't know about it either until I started reading about it. So excellent piece. Um, I'm going to get my first comment from Thank Rock. Thank you, Sky. Thank you. Appreciate it. I, I love this, Deb. You honed right in on, on the, the crux of it for me. Um, it, it, it's not so much the symptoms. I mean, that that's kind of self-evident. It's the lies. Um, you know, the, uh, tests were done and people knew and, and stuff just got swept under the carpet. And, and you've got, you know, well, you know, let's let's not talk about that. Let's talk about, you know, how it can make your teeth better or, or shiny or, or whatever. And meanwhile, you know, the, the healthy glow that, that everyone's talking about is literally, you know, your bones showing through your skin, not just because your bones are irradiated, but because your skin is breaking down too to, to the consistency of paper um, to the point that if you just, you know, were, were to uh, kind of bump into someone the wrong way, that their skin would split open. That, that, that's one of the effects of the, the radium poisoning. So, you know, you, you kind of touched on all of that in, in your poem about the lies um, and, and, and the deceit that that's, uh, uh, what's really is what's killing everyone because, you know, it's not like they didn't know and it's not like, you know, if they did know, they wouldn't have taken precautions. They, 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 so, you know, this is just very well done, Deb. Thank you so much, Rock. Yeah, I was, when I read the part about her going to the dentist and him... Um, you know how they say you open your mouth and they reach in, and when he did, when he touched her jaw, it disintegrated under his fingers. Just his fingers touched, and and, and, and I mean, to put them through all of this, pay no attention to it until it happens to a man, and then it to add insult to injury to label them with syphilis to try and discredit them, it's a, it's a complete and utter disgrace. And the only thing that, you know, good that came out of it was now that U.S. has better working regulations thanks to these amazing women. But imagine the horror. You're in pain. You're dying. You're embarrassed. Nobody believes you. And even your family shunned you because they didn't think you should – poke the bear so you couldn't win you just died alone and labeled and i hope they're all resting in peace now 
Yeah, Deb, and, and you touched upon something else, too. A lot of the people that worked there, a lot of the families, when they they were they were horrible to these women, they threw rocks in their windows, they threatened them, because that business was uh was you know they it was it was uh, a place of work. Yeah. So a lot of people around them were like, stop causing exactly what you said. Don't pay. Bear. If this if this factory shuts down, all these people are going to be without jobs, and we're not, you know there are the whole community around them was basically against them because they didn't want to see it shut down because of because of the money that it brought in for their families and the employment that it brought in. And um, so I, I think that is, it, it was an excellent uh, a comment to, to touch on. I'm going to get my next comment from Jay. Okay. I, I, I really think that once again, we're, uh, we're delving into that uh, time period, which really, really killed us. I, I already mentioned Lysol and Mrs. Winslow's, but let, let, let's, let's take a look at some of the other things. Cigars de joy cure asthma. So you you got to smoke cigars in order to cure asthma. Um, cocaine tooth drops. Uh, how, how, how would you like to get a, have have cocaine tooth drops? I mean, there there's so many of these. Uh, more doctors smoke Camel cigarettes than any other cigarettes. Um, <laughs> the stuff we know now compared to then, uh, yeah, it's like, oh my gosh, there's so much false advertising back then. Uh, there, there's an actual advertisement out there that says 2,679 physicians say luckies are less irritating. That they're talking about lucky strike cigarettes, you know, and this is just a brilliant, brilliant piece right here that shows what was absolutely wrong with society back then. All they cared about was the greenback. All they cared about was putting money in their pockets. They didn't care what things, what what happened, what whatever happened to people happened to people. They didn't care as long as they they made money. And, and you know what? Um, set up a set up a, a wealthy uh, lady who who was a movie star at the time, and in, in right at the start of the silver screen, or or a model, or or somebody like that. And all you would do is have them hold up a little tube of of that uh, of that cream that had radium in it, and, or a little little container of that cream that had radium in it, and would sell like hotcakes every every. Uh, Every uh, st- um, <laughs> every uh, woman in the world, I um, mean, in America, would want one, and that's just the way it went. That's just the way how everything worked. It was horrible back then. They didn't care about the people; they cared about the money. They were ruthless at the time, and it just showed how how horrible that um, that all of that was. It, it, it's just, and you you just captured that so amazingly, Deb. Excellent job. Thank you, Jay. Thanks, Jay. I'm gonna get the next comment from Rob. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree. But um, to to go even further than what Jay's just said, I think it's not only in the, in those days. It's to say that you know that this is actually 
and and why the prompt was so brilliant and why I think perhaps what I've heard from the little bits and pieces about the film, why they missed a massive opportunity is because of, you know, the relevance and almost for an historical uh, non-fictional novel to be um, allegorical in a sense of being relevant to today and what's happening today. Um, you know, the, even the title, that alone, you know, is um, that the lies that the lies that we still told today. You know, that you know how many people have fingers in so many different pies, and you know, the World Health Organization and agricultural projects in in third world countries and developing countries, like why well, see what's happening in Africa, you know, and that is still so relevant today. Um, and what what uh, what what they actually think, and they being the one percent. Um, uh, it's really amazing the the ties that it has to a lot of the reading that I'm doing at the moment um, by Vindava Shiva from India and you know and then exactly what's going on with as as I mentioned earlier with with Davos and how it's it's almost viewing people as what Jay said what they thought of them then I think it still exists now as almost only human resources you know that's almost like a term that's just thrown about but you know that is sort of it it's um untapped potential and um revenue streams you know just seeing the the common man as potential for growing their you know their their value as a, as a company um so i think the, the the title is great and then, you know and then immediately from from the start as well it's it things are timeless and um the allusions to that are relevant today and you can even compare it to something like the things that I mentioned when I was um, commenting on Jay's piece, you know, the things like the crucible as, you know, um, allegories from the Salem things that were from uh, McCarthyism. Um, It's things that, you know, this is the shit that's happening today and it's very, very relevant, um, which is, frightening because if you look at it in a sense of what this poem says and what these people went through and it's like well that's a horror story let's not do that again shall we and then you think about it well it's you know the thing that's happening today what are you know the what is big pharma selling what is the what's happening next you know the whole reset and what's what's going on with the world what are they selling you know when kind of you know big corporations are you know the common denominator of things and people have all like, like I said originally fingers in a lot of different pies then you know you have to start thinking okay well they haven't got the people's this has been a common theme throughout time that big corporations since Rockefeller if we're going to like you know back to Florida um this is something that's a repetitive theme. Big corporations and big finance and um, corporations don't have the people um, and their their benefits at heart, essentially. They're just machines that, which is, again, back to the previous or the prompt just now, um, is at, at the heart of a lot of things, that they just want to grow and they don't care how they go about it, um, which speaks throughout this piece you know from title to 
stanza after stanza just screams it and then to you know to almost vilify the people involved and to say you know well you know they're not worthy of even proper burials because of their you know well their behavior syphilis and this and that um the same thing happens today that you know almost like if you look at things that have happened in the last two years you know that people are responsible for these things but it's like no, there are a lot of bigger corporations that are responsible for these things, you know, um, the pandemic and a lot of that won't get too much into that. But, you know, it's not, you know, but to vilify the people that are involved, you know, for going back out to work to this and that. And it's completely wrong. And it's, it's eternal. It's a stuck record at this point. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the poem. Sorry if I'm going off topic, but <laughs> I think it's very relevant to today. Thank you, Rob. Thank you so much. I'm I'm going to uh, get one more comment from Sweet. Deb, I'm going to have you plug your show at that point, and then I'm going to thank you for calling, and then I'm going to put Boo up, and I'm going to also say hello to our new callers at that point. So, Sweet, if you would uh, give a comment. Give the last comment for that, please. Deb, you put in the face story you gave them um, just the empathy and the emotion and the personable like here I am this is this is my face this is I was a living breathing person and this is what they did to me and um, make sure you remember that you know I'm not just a story from the past and I am I was a real human, and this is horror somebody did for profit. And I really appreciate that because um, you brought uh, you brought that emotive feeling forward, and it was a great piece. Thank you, sweet, and thank you, Deb. Couldn't find my mute button. Thank you, sweet. Okay. Um, I always I always do pause. Because I know that people like to say thank you too. I always, when people just start talking, I'm like, wait, I want to say thank you. <laughs> um, I do appreciate uh, the time and, and the energy and, and the research that you did with that, Deb. And not only the time and the energy and the research, but the heart that you put behind it as well. I, I truly appreciate it. Um, and for your calling. Um, and I know you have to go. Before you go, do you want to talk about what's going on over there on uh, a team of voices? Uh, tomorrow at 9 is open poetry, and, and my suite is here to tell you about Thursday. And Friday night is the man cave, um, and, Hatter and, and Hatter and Stephen are talking about fishing. So there's the next oh. couple of days. Oh, and, I think I'm um, saying bitches. Sky, <laughs> Sky, I'm so glad you sent me this link. Um, I, I learned a lot, a lot of sad history, but I learned a lot. And learning is a good thing. Thank you. Um, but love and respect to all. I'm out of here. Thank you. Thank you, Deb. All right. I'm going to say hello to Big Verge. Hello. Big B. Hello. How are you doing? Hello. Good. How are you? Um, very well. Thank you for having me on the show. Um, what an amazing subject, Sky. Wow. Thank you, thank you. And uh, I want to say hello to Selwa. 
Hello, hello, everyone. Hello, Sky. A very good really that, that, uh, Hello, hello. Uh, very moving. And thank you, Sal. And I say hello to, to Lady A. Hello, Lady A. Hi. How Hi. are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Good. All right, here's what we're going to do, because uh, Boo and Sweet, it's got a, they got a, they've been waiting, they got a jet, so we're going to put Boo up, and then we're going to put Sweet up, and then we are going to go from there. Um, Boo, take us away. Okay, kind of feel like uh, mine doesn't really go, but uh, anyway, um, I need to pull this whole yeah, I've one song, but now I've lost. For far too long, I've ignored the fact that the truth seems emptiness. The walls I have built in excusing you have crumbled and decayed. As I dined on truth and honesty, and all this fell away. Keep your heart out, and do it spread, do it step, throw, and falter. And the winding path, they do swords, sadness is cast upon the water. And on the soul, shadow cast, sadness comes, sadness goes. Tiny women look fast, and they have a soul to be made. Heart grows faintly, we touch this deeply, and the longest day dreary, a bit of sorrow without relief. And on my soul, I pass, the folk fairly fade, the evil beast called rain and hide deep between. Excellent piece. I, I had a, it was, you were a little muffled there, my boo. Um, I, I think I'm going to just, yeah, it's okay. And then we've got, like, phones going off. I'm going to mute everybody, so nobody take it as offense. I don't know um, what it, that noise was, but, so I'm just muting everybody. So nobody nobody take personal offense to it. I will mute you as you comment. Um, I thought this was an excellent piece, and you wrote to, I know that, you know, the, um, the the idea of the of the radium girls and the it was the way that you brought into the piece the eat your heart out disease spread weary steps slow and a falter on the winding path um they they tread sadness reflects upon the water and my soul in shadow cast sadness comes sadness goes shining woman's lips crack under headed folks uh who knows under handed folks who knows and i know that you said you didn't know too much about the subject but i thought there were so many parts in this piece that really did lend to the subject and the tra- tragedy that had happened um especially that penultimate stanza right there i think um it was was very prominent too and then also heart grows faint and weary touched with deep grief and, and the longest day dreary um because for many of these girls these days their days were numbered and they went in they went in and as soon as they started having i mean one you you had you go in you have a toothache your tooth falls out and then all of a sudden you have two years to live and 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 with the aches and the pains and these muscles and you know one one woman um, you know, her her leg was was, was uh, ended up being half the size, and the idea of going through that kind of long de- uh, disintegration of your body, uh, I can the the words with the it grows faint and weary. I could imagine that these women were weary, and yet they still 
were, um, you know, fighting. They were still going to court uh, and trying to, to 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 be the voice of change, even though they they were they were slowly their bodies were slowly disintegrating. And it, you know, at one point they ended up trying to you know to elongate the case because they wanted they wanted the the case to outlive the woman which really which in in all actuality it would have done unless they would have settled unless they did settle so um you know it is this this piece uh, speaks volumes on that and i do appreciate you bringing it and i'm going to get um my um jay's on mute and my computer froze anybody else in the studio Anybody else in the studio? Awesome, because my computer uh, froze and I muted everybody. Jay, while I'm bringing this back up, would you like to make the first comment and then the second comment to uh, Big Verge? Sure, absolutely. I I, I absolutely that. love this uh, for the fact that um, we are talking. I, I love how she you mentioned the shiny women's lip because they did mix this into uh, makeup. They did mix this stuff into stuff that, you know, you're not supposed to grab a hold of. But I, I love the fact that, that uh, you, you are talking about uh, a, a decaying of the body, a body just falling apart. You know, you, you, you mentioned so much here about, about the, uh, the ending of it, and it is a beast. It is something that uh absolutely destroys someone and um you know you're right about that i believe they had to settle in new jersey because there was you, you could only sue a company if it was two years after the fact and some of these girls were reporting like three years afterwards and i i think that the the laws in new jersey had to change because of this and Instead of changing all the laws, they went ahead and turned around and uh, settled out of court. And I think that was that was the big part about that one. So excellent job, Boo. I really, really love that. Thank you. Somebody's listening. Yeah, somebody's, somebody's, somebody's. Okay. That's not me. Right. Thank you, Jay. And then um, if you can unmute Big Birch and, and you can make the next comment. I think he has, yeah. I think I'm, I think I'm clear to speak. Um, yeah, I, listen, I, I have to just say, firstly, I don't know a great deal about this story, um, only from, from Guy's prompts and the work about these women and what this company did, then hearing a little bit about Jay speaking about the adverts and stuff. So, of course, Bruce Poems um, relates as strongly as many of the others that I heard before. And I think this is very well written and it, and it, and it, 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 it gives a clear picture of the pain, the deceit, the lies, and the fundamentally the abuse that was, that was put upon these, these women. Um, it just, it, 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 it beggars belief, really, to think that this sort of behavior by corporate businesses has not been nullified in its, in its, to, to, in its entirety. Um, I just wanted to throw in a couple of films that relate 
in a more modern way, because I know Rob was speaking about the things that are going on in recent times, and that's without getting to COVID. The DuPont scandal with water, which is a very big deal apparently in America, which was Mark Ruffalo's movie, um, I think, Dark Water, and the film about called Puncture, about the man, I believe, who created needles that didn't break, that the uh, FDA, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, in terms of the American medical body, refused to use because of the financial implications that it would have on the needles that they were using that were breaking, that were giving people AIDS, giving nurses AIDS. And more I've read about this particular story with this, these women, I mean, it is truly sickening what this, these people did and how the legal system then seems to support the actions that these people are undertaking in terms of affecting people's lives. So I just wanted to add those, those comments in there. But, yeah, a very cool piece, Boo. Shame we couldn't hear you clearly. But um, this is a really, really... Um, heart-wrenching subjects. Just hear the, the, the talk about the teeth and the, when dentists just put a, a, the touch of their fingers in these ladies' mouths. I mean, whew, what a what a what an incredible subject to to, to have. And and let me also add, um, whatever piece I send doesn't have to be played because it's not specific to this subject. And I think because of the seriousness of this subject. The poem should be relevant directly to that, but that's all I wanted to say. Thank you, Big B. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank, thank you. And uh, I did log in, Jay, just so you know, on my phone as well. So in case that happens again, I've got a backup here. My my computer just does not seem to lighten tonight. Um, but I'm going to get a comment um, from Rob. Yeah, I thought um yeah, I thought for for in my piece kind of was not um written specifically for for the show, but you know, because of the um well the wide range and the sort of timelessness of relevance that it, it holds. Um i think this is a similar piece which you know i was drawn to a second stanza and someone who works in um you know in the medical sort of profession and in the uh you know you think about someone like um the dr lee wenliang uh the whistleblower for for covid um and you know the the the, the contrast and the the start sort of reality of things that have happened in the past and the repetition of history is always something that I'm very interested in and that and that's why this is something that's really um that's hit me straight out of the park because it's something that's so like well you know well it's it's happening again isn't it like this exact thing um you know things that you know he was sort of told you know his well, reprimanded for for spreading false comments on the internet by the Chinese government and sent back to work and died, you know. Well, you know, eat your heart out, disease spread, weary steps, slow and falter on this winding path they tread, you know, to death, essentially. 
I mean, uh, you know, it's just some of the phrasing, I mean, it's kind of synonymous by now for me with um, Boo's work, like, uh, like how you whip this stuff up. I mean, what's this like you know, a few minutes ago and just whip it up on the spot is quite remarkable for me. And like on a daily basis, just about how just writes in all of these on the spot. Um, quite admirable. And yeah, I like this piece a lot. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I'm going to get uh, the last comment from Sweet. If I did not call you this time to comment, I will be calling you next time um, just to try to help because I know that uh, some of you do have to read and run. So to accommodate that, uh, that's what's going to happen. Um, and Sweet, you are on set to comment. I um, absolutely love with this poem, Boo. It really does talk about the tragedy and um, the darkness that went on with this whole thing. And I love its shadow cast, sadness comes, sadness goes, shiny women, lips crack. Um, there's so many great metaphors through this. Um, an evil beast called uranium hides deep between the nightshades. And the meaning of nightshade with its, you know, it's a poison that kills, and I, I love that. Here's the girl's voice reverberate. The truth has seen better days. And boy, did it see better days. And I, I just really, really enjoyed the emotional spin that you put on there. Thank you, Sweetie. You're welcome. Um, Thank you, Sweet. And wow, then, if uh, I may, really quick, Boo, before you leave, do you have any, I think, I think Jay plugged them all, didn't you, Jay? Yeah, Jay got it. Yeah, Jay Jay did earlier. Okay, thank you, Boo. Yeah, I, yeah, I appreciate did. I did. you. I appreciate you hanging out um, and, and taking the time from work. And, um, thank you. Yeah. And Sweet, you are next. And, again, um, if you read the book, seen the movie, you know the drill because you've called many times. You may say your thoughts before you read. I. I have never read the book. I have never seen the movie. I actually studied this. Uh, the Radium Girls are a big part of um, this history of uh, my... I'm in HR. They are a big part of civil rights. They are a big part of how we run um, our government and protect employees and they are the founders and the reason the absolute reason for the development of OSHA if it wasn't for the radium girls we would not have OSHA so they are the glowing ghosts of OSHA monochrome pictures and tick-tock clocks tell tales of wonder and illuminating thunder cash of green seeds children in satin ribbons Paint a few clock faces, slips on brushes. Medical miracle radium, a health tonic for the rich. Glamorous job, playing well, hire for success. A villain that hides in red apples and old women. Blackened eyes and rotten teeth, poison kills for the high. Ignore the ignorant when they cry. More will come when they die. Hundreds of women lose fingernails and hair, cough 
grow weak, skin blisters go pale. One man dies and the world decides there is a crime. Spitting blood and bone as she screams in pain. Bodies crumble under marble tombstones as lawyers rumble. Doctors lie and prophets rose when the last death said enough. From the graves of the ghosts that glow come a powerful organization, a watchdog group with three rounds of paperwork. Beware government invasions. Don't complain. Remember the names of the radium girls. When OSHA comes to find you. End poem. This was brilliant. I did. I did. I said earlier, I said OSHA, the reason why OSHA was around. I said I couldn't remember if it was specifically on the back of this case or if it was a couple, but I know that this was directly related to why we have OSHA. And I, I heard, you know, I've watched many documentaries on that, and, and that was one of the big uh, things that, um, that, that was recurring. This was brilliant, brilliantly done. Um, the way that you bring in uh, the, the story in itself with the, the paint a few clock faces, lips and brushes, the medical miracle radium, and again, all the disinformation that's put out, the villain hides and red apples, the way that you brought in um, Snow White story and the villain uh, of the, the evil queen, but you do it in a way where you take that metaphor and you put it into a very real and horrific reality, um, but you're able to take it off the back of that fictional story um, from the Grimm brothers, I thought was absolutely brilliant. Um, and in the ignorant ignore when they uh, ignore the ignorant when they cry, moral come uh, when they die. And, and a lot of these women, they didn't really have uh, much behind them to help them win or to help them just, oh, you're just, you're just a, you're just an ignorant girl. You're just, you're just a nobody. You don't know what you're talking about. We know what we're talking about. We're going to send over the doctor to you. They're, you're fine. And they're just supposed to, uh, to, to take this. And then all of a sudden, you know, these deaths start piling up. And then again, you bring in the, what happens. And then uh, you mention, as I think someone else did, uh, the one man dies and then all of a sudden it's a big deal. And, and that is what happened when a guy died and then all of a sudden oh well this is really a problem um and it, it, you know it's it's a tragedy the 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 bodies crumble under marble two stones as lawyers rumble doctors lie and the prophets rose uh you know again i i love that you put the enough in there and the way that you use that line space and that you didn't you didn't uh, take any. You just put it as one line in its own, as in saying, "All right, this is this is enough." And I, I think that you effectively did that with your choice of putting it by itself in a line, um, and the grave ghost glowing. And uh, don't you know? Don't uh, complain. Remember the names of the radium girls, because again, we do have to 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 thank uh, these women that were in the forefront of this for what we have now protecting us. This is absolutely brilliant um, piece. Wonderful share for tonight. So wonderful on topic, and um, and Thank giving you. as a tribute to itself. And I'm going to get the first comment from Salwa. Oh, this is. I mean, I'm I'm glad I called, but I could, I couldn't even dare write a poem because I was so moved by the story. I made my research. I literally was crying. And tonight has just made me, everyone make me very emotional. Um, your read, uh, Sweet Pea, was so, like, dig in. 
because you could feel how uh, your emotions are so real and so sincere. I'm actually crying right now. It's just sad. I can't believe it. That um, like this is really horrifying story. It should never have happened. I say, look at these beautiful girls that they had to go through this. Oh my goodness, their parents and the suffering that they had to go through. It should never happen. Um, so thank you for that and a great topic. I couldn't really didn't have the courage to write about it. Just move me deeply, but I was here to to uh, support. Um, so thank you. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. that yeah. Pardon me. No, I said no. I appreciate. I appreciate people. Sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes I don't have poems either. I just come to hang and make comments, and and anything is really appreciated. And I appreciate that. I appreciate your time, Stella. Oh, my my pleasure. Thank and I you. hate to, to leave, but I have to to run. But good night, everyone. It was really great. Uh, I mean, topic. Thank you. Thank you, Sawa. Okay. Oh, my pleasure. Bye. I'm gonna get the next comment from Lady A. Um, wow, this is um, this is really um, unbelievable, and I've never heard of this until before today. And um, I think, uh, sweet, I'm going to look up about OSHA and um, and see what they're what they because I think that's an American organization, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it, but, yes. Yeah. So. I, I think you did a, a terrific job. Uh, everyone that I've heard so far has done uh, an amazing uh, job in writing and um, to this topic. And it, it's really sickening how, um, and I, I have to say, too, this was in the, ni- in the 20s, 1920s. And, and uh, Sky, you and I were talking earlier that, that women at that time uh, were not considered persons. They did, had no personhood. In their in the Constitution or the laws of the land in the United States in Canada too, uh, they were the property of their of their fathers and their husbands. So uh, it was almost like this is a slap in the face of here we you know we can do whatever we want to because you're not really a human being anyway. And so that kind of uh, speaks loudly to me for at the, at the time the era that this was this happened. And there's so many more things that have taken place uh, under the covers that has been covered up to save their own asses and um, the companies, and it's a disgrace. It's an absolute disgrace, and uh, um, this one really is a shocker, and I, I just I can't even hardly believe it. And um, um, I'm just, I was looking up, too, to see if there were any uh, childbearing, uh, girls of childbearing age that had children. All of them. Were, yeah, see, so there were children that were born with this radium, uh, sickness as well, and uh, with deformities and, and, and any number of un- unspeakable, horrible things that happened to them. And so I'm glad that you're speaking out uh, on this topic, and, and Sweet, you did a terrific job, and uh, um, and it's, it's hard. It's hard to read these kinds of things because it's man's inhumanity to man in the guise of science. Uh, it's just, it's sickening. It's sickening. And it reminds me of the... Uh, Tuskegee Seven, uh, the airmen that uh, uh, they did uh, syphilis. They they, they gave um, they uh, had an, a, a scientific experiment with the with the drug. I think it was penicillin that was able to cure syphilis. So they agreed to take part in a study, and they were injected with syphilis. And so what they did was they took um, the white soldiers and gave them the antidote, but they did not give it to the black 
Tuskegee men, and so they died of syphilis eventually. So these are the kinds of horrible things that we have taking place in our society that we think we're so civilized. It makes me sick. Anyways, um, great job and a horrible story, and it needs to be told over. I I'd never heard of it before today. Thank you, Lady A. And can a comment from Rack? Hey, sweet. <laughs> love hey. what you did with. Love what you did with the piece. Um, I don't know if you saw. I dropped on the board. OSHA. OSHA. Yes, OSHA how amazing. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, you, you did. You did a great job with it. I mean, you know, you you called all, all the things uh, to attention to all the things that needed to be mentioned, and and you did it in, in your own beautiful way that you usually do. You described the horror in an innocent fashion that almost makes you not realize how horrible it really is until you get to the end, and you do it so well. Thank you so much. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you, Rack. And Jay? Well, I I like the ending, the last line, because you normally think that someone's going to come find you, but no, you put find ya. Yeah, that that's what if you, anybody knows anything about OSHA, and you're a business, you better have your OSHA guidelines up where anybody can grab a hold of it, anybody can see it, or you're going to get your rear end fined big time money because this is a serious, serious thing. Every single one of your bottles need to be labeled properly. Every single can that has some type of chemical in it needs to be labeled properly. They take this thing so seriously. I don't know if anybody remembers the, uh, the uh, back in the 1970s where the federal government went around and picked these super sites where they would go in and they would clean these places up and they'd be finding these companies so much money uh, to, to go in and try to clean it up and the federal government would just stay on them, stay on them, stay on them until everything is cleaned up. I mean, I have one here in this little town that I live in. It was one of the very, very handful of Wisconsin ones there was is actually in here, and I've actually taken pictures of the place, and I know about it, and I know their story. And it's kind of crazy because you wouldn't think in a little town, but no, that, that's exactly where it is, little town America, where they think they can get away with anything. And these people really did not expect to not be caught, to not be found out about. And they thought that they were – they thought since they had the money, they were above any law, and they could buy their way out of this. But no, eventually it did catch up to them. Eventually people um, went ahead and uh, cared enough where they went and created something that would over, over um, oversee all this stuff that's happening. And I, I think you picked up on that great suit. Thank you very much, JCI. Really appreciate that. Excellent comment. Thank you, Jay. And then I'm going to get the last comment from Big Verge. Oh, my goodness. Hi, sweet. Um, Hi. 
Again, I, what do I say? I, like, I, like I said earlier, I, I, I'm truly, truly stunned by this subject matter. Um, I, just, I just love the way that all of you have, have, have expressed the seriousness and the complexities that, that, that underpin this issue. Everything from the legal aspects to the pain, to the internal physical suffering that these women went through. Um, I'm just literally now seeing the trailer for this movie. I'm going to go and look for this movie tonight because I need to see what the film depicts as to the story. I noticed you said, Sky, that you felt that the film didn't do it, didn't do the subject matter justice. But this poem certainly does, sweet. from what I can discern from all the comments that I'm now finding out, this just this just epitomizes again the the double standards, the hypocrisy, and the lies and deceit. And I, I can't commend all of you enough for um, writing on this subject. If I'd known, I would have I would have researched and written something very specific myself. But I didn't really. When I looked at the subject yesterday, I was like, "This looks like such a serious subject that I don't really, I wouldn't want to investigate." But as I say, in hearing these poems, I'm in awe of, of these women's stories. So great job, sweet. And um, as I said again, fabulous subject for, for people to write on this guy. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. Um, so here's what we're going to do. I think we're going to do, we're going to, a sweet, before you go, I don't know, I know you said you didn't have much, too much time. I want you to plug your show for Thursday. Then we're going to drop Lady A. And I don't know how much time, Big Verge, you have, but I was thinking I could do one poem that needs a reader, and then we could read your piece. I know you said it's not exactly on topic, but I do let the quote kind of go off topic a little bit. Um, so I certainly want to get you read and, and get you, your voice out there for your poem and then okay. close out with one more poem that needs a reader. Um, so if that works for everybody, that's what we're going to do. And um, Sweet, tell me about Thursday. Ah, Thursday night on Team of Voices from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I am asking um, what makes you tongue-tied um, or twist it, or are you a t- tongue twister? So if you could write a poem about a situation that makes you tongue tied, or if you're a tongue twisted, um, if you're a baby bumpers or a woodchucker, uh, write me a tongue twister. <laughs> like I don't have enough problems speaking. <laughs> well, you can always right, tell me about a situation fun. where you're, yeah. Most people are too shy oh, no, got, to tell I've me about some, that. I've got I've got some tongue twisters. It sounds like a fun it sounds like a fun subject. Uh, yeah. Thank you, sweet. Again, you're welcome to stay. I know that you said you might not be able to. Uh, I really appreciate you uh, contributing your knowledge and and your words to the subject and to me. Thank you. It was great. It was a great show. I really enjoyed it. Have a wonderful night, everybody. You too. Thank you. Thank you, sweet. Bye. I'll see you in the oh. attic later. Okay. Thanks. Leave the key. Right. Leave the key Bye. under the mat. Thanks. I will always. <laughs> okay. Bye. All right. Uh, so we got next. Um, 
we've got uh, Lady A. And Lady A, as you probably remember from book versus movie that I've been doing for a while, I do uh, give you the opportunity to say your piece before your poem if you want to. Thoughts on book, movie, and or documents, uh, documentaries that you might have seen or subject matter. But you have Well, I have not read or seen the book or seen the movie, and the information that I received was just today, so I, I'm just utterly... Um, uh, just speechless, really. Um, I would like to say that should everybody take a look at uh, Google and, and Google the advertisements uh, set out for radium uh, water uh, and what they duped the people into believing. Unbelievable. Uh, it drives out uric acid. And, um, it you know, um, um, there's any number. It's even used for floor polish and dentifrice, and radium spray for bug killer, and on and on. There's all kinds of promotional old advertisements for uh, restoring your health and hay fever, etc. It's unbelievable. So without further ado, I, I wrote an acrostic for this, and it's called Radium Girls, and it goes like this. Real lives depended on the telling of truth. Americans were the first to use to be used as glow sticks. Deceitful corporations care not for human beings. Increasing their profits is their goal to become kings. Under the guise of health, women drank the deadly drink. Mothers and daughters trusted and believed. Ghastly holes and powdered bones from ingesting the element. Invasions of vital organs left gaping wounds non-healing. Rita, Rachel, Rebecca, names from A to Z, lingered long and suffered, but the company pockets were packed, silver, gold, and paper green. There is a payday someday, it may not be on earth, those fabricating barons, those mythomaniacs will reap the seeds of evil and pay dearly for the lives they took. End peace. I'm angry. You know, you should be. Um, I think that, you know, after after reading this too, do you know, I have to tell you a secret, uh, Lady A. Um, you inspired me to read this book, believe it or not. Because, you know, I'm so thick in fantasy and fiction and all of that. Um, and you have always been, your reading is, is much more broader than mine. And we talk about books a lot when we talk together. And um, and I, I remember seeing this book and I was like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to put a commitment into reading something that really happened instead of the fiction. So I do have to thank you because you may have not known it, but you were the inspiration to read something other out of my, uh, out of my realm of make-believe. <laughs> Wow, that. that. Thanks. Wow. Well, I do every once in a while. You and you and Sarah Allen kick me kick me a couple of nonfiction stuff. You guys inspire me with how much you know about the world. Um, You guys both actually inspire me quite a bit uh, to 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 look beyond my 
my purple skies and and my my make believe. So I do appreciate that. And and you brought such a, a wonderful life to this, you know, to to the fierceness of it. And I think that it is okay to feel angry. It is okay to be mad. And I think that it is important to have those feelings because that is what drives people. That that the anger isn't all. You can filter that through. That when people get angry, you could you can just let it loose in the world and 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 cause chaos, or you can really focus that and filter that emotion into something that's meaningful and put it towards a driving force behind you and put it in, in a positive light. And I know that seems odd to people. Okay, how can anger be positive? Well, you can filter that emotion through and light a fire for change and say, I am going to, maybe this started out as angry, but now it's a, it, it's, it's transformed itself into this fire that was angry into a fierce devotion and, and uh, dedication to, to um, doing what's right and causing change and, and having change in effect and, and moving forward. And I do think that people can filter those emotions properly and, and where it can be positive and where it can cause change. Um, so, you know, uh, I think that is a completely appropriate emotion. The way that this is written, the ghastly holes of powdered bones from ingesting the elements, um, Invasions of, of vital organs left gaping wounds, uh, uh, non-healing. Uh, I think that you brought those those, uh, those very real reality of um, have them having holes literally in their jaws and in their bones. And I wish I could remember now. Uh, they they called it something very specific, and now I can't remember it. And, and if you give me a minute after everybody's comment, I might be able to, to gather my thoughts a little bit more on what that exactly was called. Um, but they literally had holes within their bones and they were just, and you can see it through the x-rays. You could see it through, um, you know, the, the radium readings and it was, it was awful, you know, lingered long and, and suffered, but the company pockets were packed silver gold and paper green. Um, it, this was brilliantly written into all the subject materials that everybody is hitting on. And I can't believe the overwhelming response that I got to, for this uh, book versus movie. Um, I think everybody really brought their A-game in not only poetry but conversations. And uh, and I think that, you know, and Lady A, you talk, you, I like that you put that poster on there too because some of the um, the adver- advertising and, and – uh, and for me, I, when I was looking at it, and I seen it, the butter, the cream, the toothpaste, it was crazy. Um, so I did do that. I, I have Googled that, and, I, and it is crazy. And then again, increasing profits for their goal, become kings. And, and I said it before, and I'm going to say it again. Maybe at first they didn't know exactly what this would do. But I'll tell you what, at some point very early on they did. And uh, they kept doing it uh, for the profits. They, why, why let a good business go down? Um, and you know this was a, a a wonderful homage to that. I do appreciate you putting that legwork and and putting the research in to to bring me something tonight. Thank you for uh, telling me about the story. I had absolutely no idea, so I was enlightened greatly tonight too. So thank you very much. Thank you. And I'm going to get my first comment from um, Rob. Hi, um, hi, Lydia. Um, Hello. 
Hi. <laughs> Hello there. Yeah, um, well, nice, nicely written poem. Um, I wouldn't say lovely because obviously the subject matter is quite dark and it's, you know, ever-present in today. Um, I think the, the acrostic nature is very creative. Um, the use of names is always, you know, to personalize these things is always is always very clever and it's always to make things you know it's not just a page on a history book somewhere it's real people that had to go through that yeah. and um and as as guy touched on you know it's, it's things that it's um still ever present you know it's things that are happening today um, i think the use of as as in one of the previous poems um the connection between the green and the you know obviously the the paper green to money is very clever as well because that's what it does come down to people trade it or people essentially monetize their greed and their you know unquenchable thirst for wealth um at, at the value of people's lives um i think i think that the, the, the same thing um well when you you know when you spoke of the americans uses glow sticks i think it it speaks to some things of today um where you know a lot of the you know the martyrs, as as mentioned in the previous poem. You know where you now have these um, bodies and uh, you know health and regulations, health and safety regulations for that. In a lot of third world countries, they aren't, and they are still sponsored by these corporations or funded to NGOs in the third world countries. That um, they'll still use the um, sort of in today's world, what it is is GMO foods and that sort of thing, and it still goes on. You know, and it's still, um, you know, people are being used as guinea pigs, essentially, and things that have failed in first world countries and things that are getting blocked in first world countries because of the research, they still want to push in Bangladesh, in the Philippines. I mean, um, and then in just Africa, guys. Every, say, yes, absolutely right. Yeah. To say some, some other reading, that's good. And a lot of what I'm reading at the moment and why this speaks so much to me, this, this topic is because of the relevance is by Vindava Shiva, who's an Indian um, quantum physicist, but she wrote Oneness versus the One Percent, One Earth, One Humanity versus the One Percent, and Reclaiming the Commons is her most recent three books. Um, so she trained, or she got a PhD as a quantum physicist, but her lot, a lot of her work is in, um, well, agriculture and uh, food technologies, and then it, it expands into the technocrats of today um, and well I mean that, that, that's just the greatness of this topic and a poem like this and the poems like we've read previously I mean each of them brilliant in their own right but just that it relates so much to the things that I'm reading today about things that are happening today so I think it's it really fantastic and really relevant thank Thanks you so, so much. very much excellent comment thank you and uh, Raconteur? Yeah, I, I, I like um, the way you love to include the details in your poetry. Um, and, you know, this subject lent itself well to that. And you did a great job with the acrostic, including the names and everything else. Um, but um, one of the things that, that this brought to mind for me, um, you know, everybody mentioned OSHA, but the other thing that um, it wouldn't surprise me if this had some uh, influence on too is um you know the truth and advertising laws that come out because you know we 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 swallow all that you know whole and and um if it, it's like it's true because I read it on the internet you know it, it echoes of that thought as well um 
it, it, I, I, I look at, um, you know, when they, when the government or whoever tells me, you know, uh, the COVID vaccine, you know, it, it's like, oh, it's safe. And then, you know, later on we find out it's not safe, and then it comes out that who knew what and, and when, and, and, and it all becomes an issue, all because, you know, someone rushed to, to put that out there and, and, and say that, you know, well, we're not going to make money if it's not safe, so we're not going to mention that, you know, these people are getting tinnitus or these people are getting, you know, this symptom or that symptom from this variant or that variant, and, and let's bundle this up, send it to Africa, and, and, and give them this version and, and keep this one for ourselves. You know, I mean, it, you know it, it's... Yeah, go ahead, Rack. I mean, you know, I, I, it, it, it's obvious why you're angry, and, and all of that comes out in this in, in, in a beautiful way. So uh, you yeah. did a great job with the lady. Thank you very much. When you talked about the COVID vaccine, it roused another uh, feather in my in my cap because um, the um, one of the one of the vaccines that the United States has developed in the United States, but the United States is not using it because of the uh, blood clots and whatnot. But guess who is using it? Well, Africa. Canada, yep. where I'm from. They're, they're using Africa. it here. I am just absolutely wild about it. And uh, um, it's, you know, so stuff like that, there, our government doesn't give a crap about the people because they bought it and they're giving it. And people are just rolling up their sleeves and taking it. It's, it just amazes me. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of things going on. I just, I could have shut my mouth. Sky and I were talking earlier, and it was like, oh, I was, like, uh, levitating a little bit. So uh, it's, it's, there's a Hi, lot of... I love, to, I, love, I love when you call me and yell at me. It's all right. Yep. <laughs> let me, oh, let me I'm not yelling at you. I'm comments. yelling at the situation. I'm very animated. I'm very sorry. I know. <laughs> yeah. Let me get yeah. you a couple more comments. Uh, Jay? <laughs> I think Rob wanted to say something. You want to say something else, Rob? Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I was just agreeing because it's the same thing in South Africa. A lot of the vaccines that aren't being used in America, we get from America and we're getting them at a reduced price because they don't want to use them in America because of the side effects. I mean, because of the, the, the nature of these products, because they're rushed and, you know, all yep. poor products. I mean, and... That is interesting, isn't it? I just, know, I'm so... so- you know what? Um, if these cool. pharmaceutical companies, sorry, sorry, Sky, but if these pharmaceutical companies really wanted to help humanity, yeah. Pfizer and, the, and, and Moderna and oh. all those companies that are more reputable, let's say, they'd, they'd offer it for free. They'd give it away yeah. to save men and women. You know, they'd save the human being on the planet. They, they wouldn't. Uh, they are sitting back and going to the bank like it's <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah. Well, well yeah. my story, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about my story on that. You, everybody knows I was in the Army, for U.S. Army, for a little over 21 years. Well, during, um, during the wartime when we went over to Iraq, they forced us to take the anthrax virus. They forced us to put anthrax into our body, and they... They, they wouldn't let us not take the vaccine. We had to take the vaccine, even against our will. We could sign, sign paperwork saying this is against our will, but we still had to take it because the government said that soldiers are going to take it. We turned into those guinea pigs, and I can tell you several people in their 
especially the females in their mid-30s returning back unable to have kids. You know, what what happened to them? Yeah. Do you know what, why? What You're not, and the Army's not the only ones. When I, I'm retired now in the last three years, but um, as, as, as a nurse, we were forced to get vaccinated or we wouldn't be able to work. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. They, they, glad they, I'm not they there now people. because you know I just there's no way, and uh, I'm I I haven't you know what since I stopped taking those vaccines I haven't been sick. Knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, and I, I refuse. I I was able to opt out of it, and so the VA can't mess with me anymore about it either. But um, as far as your poem goes, I I, I love this because the 1920s from from I would say about the 18 80s to the 1920s uh, were very, very poor, poor um, uh, time for business practices, chemicals, uh, different things that they put into people. And, and um, Rack, one thing that you were mentioning uh, and that I'd like to mention with this is also that truth in advertising um, – we we have there are so many different comes we have uh, because of the 1920s because of the corruption back then. We have um, OSHA, we have uh, Food and Drug Administration, we have um, uh, accountants. Believe it or not, all of that back in during that time. Uh, in the United States because one of the biggest things that brought the to the stock market crash was uh, one of these pharmaceutical companies back in the 1920s, go, go figure, pharmaceutical company helped, helped, uh, helped create the Great Depression, but they falsified how much they were worth. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it was crazy. They went yeah. ahead and, and, and gave, so just so that they could take out loans. And all of that we're, we're dealing with, you know, in modern times, like Rob says, it's something that hasn't gone away. And I, I see this as, as stuff that we put out here. You very much personalized it. I agree 100% with Rob on that, that when you put names into something, it does make it uh, personal to you because you, you, you see real people in it. And this whole thing is just just a great poem, just a wake-up call. And when are we going to learn as a society? I don't know if we ever will. And that's that's the big thing about it. I, and I think you did so well on this. Thank you so much. Excellent. Thank you, Jay. And we get the last comment from Big Virch. Oh man, what do I say? I, I left the I left the comment for you, Lady A. I, I just thought it was a really strong write, and uh, I, I love to hear that anger being released because there's too many of us that are living in this world that know all these things, are aware of all this wrongdoing, and continue to move along without pressing any part of our angst about this stuff. So, so mad props to you for managing to do it in this poem. Um, just to sort of reiterate what everybody else is saying, I'm in Barbados. I'm on a really small island. So you can imagine what's going on here with the vaccination program. It's, it's <laughs> wild. It's wild how people are behaving. People are like, you know, one minute people are like, well, we, you know, 
agitating it. And then when certain pressures are applied, oh, I've had my... And I'm looking at these people like, are you out of your mind? Have you... Are you not even cognizant of the fact that historically we have been force-fed things that we do not need? We have been chemicals in our water supply, in the things that we ingest, in the, in the, the very products we use to cook our food. These are things public knowledge if you are willing to look a little beneath the surface. And as I said, that's why I keep saying to you, Sky, about the, the, the subject matter choice. It's such a great subject matter choice. Because to imagine that women were losing their jawlines over this, this kind of corporate behavior. And I hear you all talking about OSHA. Like I mentioned the FDA. They're letters. They're just letters. When it comes down to it, when the dollars come in, or when the dollars start applying pressure, the letters start to dissipate in terms of their functionality and their ability to affect real people. I was very lucky. My father was an osteopath and a homeopath. And he had got me off things like McDonald's and all these sorts of things with MSG, the monosodium glutamate, when I was a young man. But yet, even within that realm of living, I'm an asthmatic now because of a whooping cough vaccination. So all I can say is, more power to you, Lady A, more power to you, Sky, and everybody that's written on this subject, but please, let's not limit our, our writing and our, our expression of this angst to just one subject. We have to now be more vocal about everything, especially this COVID-19 vaccine, because I don't know. I, I, I've seen some things in the last couple of weeks. There's been an advert placed by some black um, artists in the United Kingdom, where when I played it to a guy by the way, are they trying to pity people into taking this vaccine now? If it hasn't got that desperate for them, that they are so keen to indoctrinate us into this ideology of, well, what we're doing is good for you, you need to take it. No, I disagree. So, as you can hear, what you've been, what you've instilled in me with your friend Lady A is the, the, the anger you know thank you so much Virg I appreciate your your words and uh, you know I'm looking back to there's so many underhanded things that have gone on in the world that you do we don't even know half of it but I, I live in New Brunswick Canada that's on the east coast and we have a military base it's called Gagetown and in 1967 there was um, a herbicide a chemical defoliant that they were using created by the U.S. military in the 60s and for brush control and vegetation management. And for three days in June 1966 and four days in June 1967, Agent Orange, Agent Purple, Agent White, and other herbicides were sprayed by the U.S. military at the 5th Canadian Division Support Base in Gagetown to test their effectiveness for vegetation management. And they were conducted with the permission of our country. Uh, and the only known instances in which Agent Orange was tested on CAF property, Canadian Air Force, ba- um, um, Canadian Armed Forces bases. And there were barrels of this herbicide of, of Agent Orange that were buried without being marked. And, and this was back in the, in, in the mid-60s. And the, it talks about the disposal sites right up to the 90s, trying to find them. And then the investigations, as, as, as little back as 
2018 still ongoing and and so it's it's a disgusting uh thing when you have government and we talk about freedom and uh democracies and and um people being aware and all. we don't know half of what's going on i mean it's when you hear people who have conspiracy theories it makes you think again that perhaps just maybe they are uh right about some of this outrageous stuff because it is so outrageous you can't believe it Absolutely. And uh, so on it goes, and uh, and we are the ones to be mouthpieces for those that are are not brave enough to do so. Okay, I'm Just getting off the open book now. <laughs> <laughs> Andrea, <laughs> I really appreciate you uh, writing this. I know that you did it in a um, a pretty good time constraint. I'm just going to, if I'm muting a lot, I'm sorry, just hearing a lot of backbeat, so I promise you guys I want to hear you. I just, um, so if I know that I'm playing peekaboo with the, with the mute button, so please bear with me. Um, but I do, I do, I know that you wrote this in a very short period of time um, and learned about the material in a very, I mean, I just got off the phone with you three hours ago, so it couldn't have been that yeah. much longer. Um, but I do, I do appreciate it. And, hmm? It's an important question. I'm really happy that you chose this to have on your show. Thank you. And thank you for calling and participating in the conversation. Thank you, everyone. And, being and, you. and you're welcome to stay, but I know that you have to, to I got to go, yeah. Another time, um, another place, and and, uh, and it was nice to meet. It's nice to talk to you, Jay, and, and nice to meet you, Rob, and uh, Big Verge. I think we've spoken before uh, another time, but I hope we'll, we'll cross paths again. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, we've got three pieces left. I'm going to ask Jay to read for Laughing and Soul, and then we're going to play uh, Verge's uh, SoundCloud, and then I'm going to read out Frank. Um, all right. Absolutely. Now, I'm going to tell you, when Gitanjali uh, went ahead and started researching your uh, your topic here, she said that she was absolutely broken by this. Uh, so this is another person that you absolutely floored with this particular subject, Sky. So amazing. Once again, like everybody says, amazing uh, topic. And this is Gallo number 88 by Laughing Soul. And it goes like this. Tick-tock, tick-tock, stilettos rock, big bucks, Lure lasses to paint the face of death clock. Lip dip, dip a lip, venom they kiss. Gallo number 88 illuminates. Glittered girls radiate a neon hiss. Canker sores, bleeding pores, lava reps, fluorescent glow. Yet the vampires catastrophe ignore. Fossy jaw, phosphine war. Toxic dust engulfs the hidden lies. Tabloids abloom with quinquant cries. Wilts a flower, Amelia, Molly, Magia. Ashes in autumn birth a new dawn. Radium girls leave a legacy gilted in neon. End poem. Excellent read. Powerful piece. Jay, you read, so of course you always get the first comment. Well, like I said, she she just was so touched by this 
subject, and she did such an amazing job in portraying the hurt and the ignorance of those in charge, those of authority who just totally ignored this whole thing, this travesty, and she did not hold back what was going on. You know, even mentioning the Jaws, even mentioning putting a name in there, putting Molly in there, and everything that went on with uh, with that. Yet, what it all came down to was those people in charge ignoring, those people who were making all the money ignoring. I love the fact that she used the metaphor uh, of those watches that they painted as a death clock. I love that. I, I think that is absolutely brilliant. And I think that uh, she did such such a great thing. And to use the number 88 is brilliant. That is the periodical table, atomic number for radium. So she called it Gallo number 88. I think that is a brilliant thing to use. Uh, to to go further into it. I think she did a wonderful job. Yeah, and thank you so much for, for bringing that um, to the forefront with that title. I, I do think uh, it's quite brilliant, and thank you for your comments and for that excellent uh, read for, for um, Laughing Soul. And, you know, I, I love that Laughing Soul. There was there are so many things I, I, I love the way that she put this together and structured this, and she brought in um, something I haven't seen yet, um, which was the Fosse jaw, um, which is also known as, the, which is previously known as the phosphorus necrosis of the jaw, and a lot of the, uh, a lot of the women had come down with it. And I mean, and even if you, um, I mean, the the idea the idea of that uh, that uh, that phosphorus vapor destroying the bones of the jaw. I know us in some of the, the the girls, their jaw literally just came right up and out of their mouth, and. Um, uh, you know, it's it's a thing of a thing of nightmares, but it was their reality. Uh, the way that she brought TikTok, TikTok, it reminded me again of the time that the you know these women, some of these women that that worked in the factory were 15. I know someone said 11, but I'm not I'm not sure. I haven't heard anything. It could be true, but I do know that some were as young as 15. And when you think about you know, a 15, and these women died in their mid-20s. They had their entire lives taken away from them, um, and some of them even died younger than that. So when you when when she brings in that TikTok, it just it really does bring in that haunting feel, and the reality of what you know what these women had to live with. You know, the um, again she brings also in the names. Um, uh, the the of Amelia and it seems to be uh, the focus. A lot of people bringing her up, which which was which is one of my grievances about about the movie. It really didn't even it didn't center on the specific details of each woman. It kind of just followed one a little piece of a storyline, and I thought it it could have been much greater. Not to say that it wasn't good in itself, but I think that I wanted something like the pianist. You know, after you watch the pianist direct. You're, 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 it, it seems like a long movie, but it, 
it, it is it should be it should be taken into to those different lines and so I kind of was expecting something more like that not to say again that it wasn't it wasn't terrible um, but I was expecting something a little bit more diverse I guess um, after reading the subject matter of the book but the book was very centered on factual information the book was almost like a little documentary in itself um, which I did enjoy that setup um, you know the canker swords bleeding the pores lava erupts um, fluorescence glow uh, she captured many many of the of the tragic events that happened to these women um, and in a wonderful tribute uh, to in a having a wonderful voice for these women excellent piece I really appreciate uh, Laughing Soul you bringing this and um, and uh, delving into the subject matter and I'm going to get a comment uh, from Rack on this yeah um, she did a beautiful job with this um, illustrating um, all, all the different effects of what went on and, and um, you can you can hear in, in, the, in the tone of it um, how um how it affected her i think um the death the idea of the death clock like jay mentioned w- w- was was brilliant um using the atomic number in the title was nice um i i mean the, the whole thing was just well executed and beautifully done thank you rack and um rob Yeah, I agree with the um, the use of the title and the use of the element number. I mean, it's almost like it, it reminds me of them um, game shows where it's like behind this box or behind this like number, you have this, and it's like, well, this is what them died of, you know. So, you know, almost the satirical nature thereof, and also like the the running theme throughout, you know, the use of um, like illuminates, radiate, neon, fluorescence. Um, Clinquants, uh, phos, uh, phosphine, um, you know, neon and glinted again, you know, like that, you know, it's it's not all that glimmers is gold, you know, that whole sort of, um, well, Vulcan um, line, but, you know, that, that that's what it was sold as, that's what it was packaged as, that was, was behind that number. Um, but it turns out, and as you've said several times, and as has been the theme of much of the show, that you know it came to a point where people knew about this, but you know their pockets were getting stuffed to the point where you know they don't exactly want it to stop. They don't want the money to stop coming in, and you know you're exploiting these people. I'm sure it's it's again, again it goes back to the whole thing of probably underpaid and you know exploited labour as well. Um, not knowing too much of the story, but that's usually the case, and that that, that this still happens. And your mention of 15-year-olds and 11-year-olds, you know, this is still what a lot of won't mention companies or particulars, um, but this is still what happens. You know, people getting third um, factories in third-world countries to make their products, whether it be in whatever industry, fashion or technology, and they paying them kids, you know, children, um, a lot of the time that are out of desperation seeking something and they know, I mean, they wear diapers because they can't even have toilet breaks. Um, they know that it's not ideal conditions, but their parents have been killed in wars and things are going on in the country. So, you know, it's, it's out of desperation that people go to that and people exploit the people in desperation. That's really sick. That's, that's the true inhumanity of it all. Yeah, but I mean, I think yeah, the poem really captured that, and and I mean the the internal rhyming and 
I mean, the rhyming in this is just amazing. I mean, I think, you know, probably Verge would be the, the best voice on that being, you know, someone that's affiliated with rap and that. But I think, you know, as a rap song, it could be quite a hit as well. Thank you, Rob. Excellent comment. And um, Verge, Rob gave you a little bit of an intro in there. <laughs> you can make the last <laughs> comment to it. <laughs> yeah, he sure did. Um, yeah, like everybody else, I'm, I'm concurring. 88, the elemental number for radium. Wow. Um, but my line, which nobody I think, again, um, reiterates much that Rob just said, the vampire's catastrophe ignore how more apt or appropriate is a line in this poem than that that young children abused for money for exploitation for everything that that defines the word abhorrent it's what goes on in society with regard to these huge companies and as I said before, my issue is when we have the belief that the FDA or OSHA or whoever it is that is the media company that's supposed to be independent, then we find, we find them to be um, um, subject to, to bribery and financial impact. We see these things go on. It makes the whole fight against these companies almost like a pointless effort sometimes. And for what these women went through in the 20s, for us still to be seeing these things going on almost 100 years later, if not over 100 years now, it really, as I said earlier, I can't explain to you how it makes me feel to know that there are people that aren't even aware of these stories, that, that they're walking around thinking, yeah, my, my Bentley or my, my bling is what's important when there are people whose legacies in terms of their livelihoods and in terms of their uh, generational legacy, in terms of having children, has been completely denied over the same money that people glorify so much. So great job laughing. Um, uh, a very, very cool piece. But like I say, I'm on the playback, they need to think hard about this. Yet the vampires catastrophe ignore. Thanks, laughing good peace, man. Enjoyed it. Thank you, Verge. Excellent comment. And um, I'm going to play, I'm going to press your button here. So everybody's got Verge's link. He's got a SoundCloud. And Jay yeah. was nice enough to put it in here for me. Thank you, and uh, I'm going to hit play. Need. Now, if these words are true, and the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, how on earth do politicians get to be the ones whose views create so many visions that do more than disprove that the many get conditions that benefit their moves? Because to me, too many feud over views, the few conclude to be what's beneficial because they deal in truth. And of course, substantial proof that moves they push through Parliament are for the masses good. Well, it's pretty clear their argument is weak, just like tame shrews. 
because it's clear their opulence is kept within their crews. Crews of greedy money men and certain women too are living off the many who watch them on their tellies, running talk that's smelly because while they have plenty, the many now have less than underclasses left to live under duress and high levels of stress whose needs are swept like leaves into the breeze like fallacies we hear in speech from leaders and MPs who seem to need much more than people who are poor whose needs now create deeds revolving around greed and the ability to feed food banks on first world streets now feeds the theme that political schemes are far from sweet when it comes to the many whose balance of life is now unsteady no juror cell or ever ready just smartphone tech that needs to be checked but checks are not applied like plots to put a stop to the kind of wrongs that affect the needs of our young peeps who are now being groomed in online chat rooms. What society's deemed as a human need now needs to be screened to stop the increase of abusive deeds by those whose needs lead to human tragedies. What they want is wrong because it causes problems. You see, wants and needs have different speeds and don't always fulfill your dreams. So these last words are ones to heed Humanity is steeped in hype and false beliefs that do not always feed the people's energies with positivity that rises above our foolish wants of vanity and greed. Because it's time for the few to start to fuel what the people really need. Wow. Now, Verge, I think this is the first time I've ever heard you read or or actually have met you in general. So I do appreciate you coming. And this is incredible. And I, and I think, you know, despite what you said about it not being on topic, I think it's perfectly on topic. Um, it's what we're talking about. It is, you know, the thing I like about book versus movie, the subject matter, and I've been doing it for over a year now. Um, um, actually, like, I don't, Jay, over, I don't know, it feels like a lot longer than a year. It's probably a year and a half, two years. Been doing, been probably. Doing versus movie. <laughs> yeah, and, and, the, and the thing that I love about it is that even if people haven't read the book or seen the movie, uh, you know, humanity stretches over so many subjects, and different topics can really link into – I mean, I've done sci-fi, futuristic, post-apocalyptic books, and people have called in and contributed that don't read into that fiction at all, but they have been able to connect those themes and theories and ideas and concepts into reality, into their own personal uh, experience and also the experience of humanity. And that is the point of of doing – that's why I kind of let people go where I will with the, with the um, quotes – you know, and, and invite topic conversations that maybe can be connected to the book, but also can be spoken on a bigger scale. And uh, that is what I like most about doing the book versus movies, because yes, the book is a platform, the movie is a platform, but what's behind it as well? Um, you know, that was a big thing when I did Fahrenheit 451. It wasn't just about the fiction. It wasn't about the post-apocalypse. It was about the idea behind the book. Um, but this piece was incredibly done. I love the way that you read it. I love the way that you rhymed and slant rhymed, but you used pauses and the, uh, a phonetic of speech to really increase that that rhyme form. I, I thought it was quite brilliant. Um, the one of the ones that you did that really stood out. Um, 
and now I'm, now I lost here. But there was one that was really like it was not a rhyme, but you rhymed it, and it was because um, the way that you the way that you paused. I think it was a problem is in wrong. I'm not sure how you did it, but you rhymed it, and I wasn't expecting yeah. that. And it was because the way that you used your your voice and the way that you paused and used your breath. And, and use that space. Uh, I thought it was incredibly creative and really, really well done. Um, there were pieces in this uh, that I think that you touched on of the subject matter that we've been talking about. And I'm going to start from the beginning because there was a lot to digest here. Um, when you start talking about pushing through the parliament for, the, for what's good for the masses, and then you go into uh, the, the, greedy, the greedy money men and a certain woman too, and, and it isn't gender specific. And, and, you know, living off of the many who watch them on, on their tellies, and then you go down into the who's really who's really um you know who's really feeling this it's the poor and and they have the least say and yet they're affected the most and then you go into the greed and the feed and i think that is another thing that we're talking about these big money companies are you know feeding the machine um that you're talking about here that that is so enveloped in the top topic and the subject matters that we've been talking about tonight, and then also the the I think you know and I might be wrong on this, but um, I think you went down into online bullying, uh, and, and that's kind of how I read into it, and that might have not been what you were speaking of. But when you start talking about online chat rooms and this is what we need, but what we you know what are we taking from face to face, but also what are we putting in for for the ability for people to have online bullying. And that's kind of what I what I saw in there. And again, I, I might have been reading into it a different uh, way, um, but that's you know that's what I kind of took took from that. And then the smartphone tech. Now I'm a big believer in in technology. I think that it's technology is what gives us right now and able to 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 uh, to communicate. With that said, I also think it is vastly can be over overused and abused and in, in, in circumstances. So, you know, there's there's good and then there's the positive in that. And uh, with that, with the with the you know, how much are we connecting every part of our life? Um, and and what you know that needs to be that needs to be checked. And I think we do have to kind of be our own monitors. At, 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 in that in that area um and again this piece too really spoke and i'm stealing pretty much everything and i'm sorry guys but the society <laughs> deemed because <laughs> yeah, there's so much in here but the society oh, yeah, but deemed the as a human need now needs to be uh screened to stop uh the increase and again i don't say it nearly as well as you did um but the idea of what is really needed and what who says what is deemed to be needed and what we believe we need is it truly what is what is needed and the idea of that thinking of that i think is just brilliant and uh i think this is right on topic i i i do feel this was exactly on topic for tonight and i appreciate you bringing it uh and you and i'm going to get my uh first comment besides me from jay Oh, this is this is absolutely brilliant. Um, I really, really got blown away by this. I, I think uh, one one of the things that really got to me was the fact that um, you know the greed guides the direction of the sheep. 
And a lot of these times people are looking for the next great thing, and they're not even thinking for themselves. They're not even seeing all of this greed, all of this all of this way that politicians and the rich are, are swaying people and all the leaders are swaying people. They're just look they're just looking to see which way everybody else is going. And I think that that, that is the reason that we have this these uh food banks in, in first world countries. And I, I think that's why we have um it's the media propaganda machine that really gets a hold of it and guides this whole process. They're the rich. They're the rich, and the rich own the rich own the voice. And when the rich owns the voice, it's just like this the show that we're talking about here, the Radium Girls. When the rich control the voice, they turn around and they they create a mass hysteria of people saying, "Oh, I've got to have this, I've got to have this," and that that and people aren't even thinking for themselves and doing the research and finding out exactly what's been going on. They just take it for for a grant, uh, take it take it for uh, face value and say, "Oh, it's coming from coming from them, so it's got to be the truth." You know what? They're they're in charge. They know better. Yeah, right. They they know crap is what they know um, because they they're all they're all about the money. They're all about their their million dollar toilet paper and the, the verbal verbal diarrhea that comes out of their mouth. Excellent job, uh, Birch. Thank you. Scott. Oh, I'm on mute. mute. Yeah, it was on mute. It was my first time for tonight. I think I did pretty well. (laughs) Yeah, that's different. Yeah, (laughs) well, it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, my my computer wasn't treating me very well, but it seems to get under control now. Um, Now, if I can just learn how to use the mute button, it'll be great. Uh, Thank you. Rob, Rob, do you want to make the next comment? Yeah, certainly. I'll start off with um, just, a quote from Ezra Pound, um, literature is news that stays news. Great literature is simply language charged with meaning to the utmost possible degree. And if I look at the date that this was written in, is 2018, and it's like it could have been written 15 minutes ago, you know, because like you said, you know, to the show, to the topic, to everything that's happening today and what's on the news tomorrow, it's still relevant, you know, it's all, and that's well, one of the first things I said well this evening or being on the show is that it's things that have a quality to it that that really proves to be the greatest writing, for me at least, and um, yeah, as, as, as you go through it, and I don't know if, you know, Parliament is saying that's very real to me being in South Africa, and I know in the UK as well, um, being one of the colonies, um, if you watch it, it is just quite a, you know, I see the word about it, substantial proof, but it's a bit of a spoof what goes on in there. Um, you know, it's just completely, you know, then when you get further down to the um, the tellies and the smelly talk, it's exactly that, you know, it's this whole facade of political mumbo-jumbo that's just completely disillusioned from what's 
really good for the masses, what's good for the people, because they're so detached from reality and from the rest of the world that none of what they are pushing through and none of what they actually think. And then a lot of the time you think, you know, it's not any malicious or ill intent, but it's just disillusion, you know. They don't know at all what the rest of the world, what all of us go through. Um, I think the um, allusion with the tame shrews to to Shakespeare's Taming of the Shrews was very clever, um, which is also about, you know, the whole kind of the, the trickery involved in that, which is an elaboration of that. Um, and then, as you said, Sky, you know, you go through each one of these stanzas, and that's why I went into the Ezra Pound quotes about it just being so charged that you can just dissect every single line and it, it holds so much to it. And without being... Um, esoteric or abstract as well Verge needs to teach me mate thank you Rob I, I, can't, I can't thank you enough um, I, I made a comment about just to dive out slightly about the abstract nature of much that you write but we have to remember bro that every, every one of us is so <laughs> unique that the way that we convey things, I guess, for me, I've been very fortunate. I've been through some, and I know this sounds really quite weird to say, but the hardships that I went through in my life are the things that make me speak in such a clear and direct way. Um, but just to get back on topic, so thank you for your, com- uh, your comment, Robert, and, and your quote, because that's a, that's a huge compliment to me. Um, but JC and um, Guy, yeah. Uh, I, I wasn't sure. I, in the end, what happened was, and Jason, I sent him, I think, three or four pieces in the end because I wasn't sure. I literally got got the the message about four hours ago. I the topic, wasn't sure. Then I realized that it needed something specific, but the the whole idea of of, of people, what government politicians do that are to live a
was coming out of government. And unfortunately, with regards to these women, just to end my comment, that is exactly what I've realised that this story about the radio girls epitomises. They bought into the advertising, they bought into the lies. But of course, in that day and age, what, in, what resources did they have to be able to challenge what was being said to them? Hardly any. But to end my comment, what excuse do people have now? Thanks, guys. Appreciate your comment. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Excellent. Now, I'm going to read out with the poetic Picasso, and then I have a closeout song. We've got about eight, about 18 minutes before we're kicked out completely, um, but I think we're doing good. We went a little over, but I, you know, it was great because I love the conversation that we had tonight. Um, this piece is, uh, and thank you again, Verge. That was incredible. I really loved your read. I'm going to have to go check out some more of your stuff. Uh, definitely if you do, if you read it, if you do SoundClouds, I'm going to have to check that out. Um, well, yeah, she's a, she's a SoundCloud stalker. <laughs> I'm, I am a stalker. <laughs> you know, I have like two. No, what I was going to say was be careful. You, you. If you go to my SoundCloud, you might, if you really are a SoundCloud stalker, you're not going to be able to go to work because you'll have so many things to listen to, okay? So take, <laughs> take your time with it. It's all good. Take your time. I have like two pieces of my own, but I stalk other people. I probably seem like a weird person, but <laughs> I, have like two, I have like two of them up, and then I just, just go on. I do stalk. I like to listen to poetry while I'm driving and when I'm doing things like that. I love audiobooks and, and things like that. So um, I, 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 I love that kind of stimulation. So um, this is Poetic Picasso, uh, and he wrote The Glow Girls. Hardworking woman of patriotism and earnest symbolism, a toil and just strife. They drudged in the shadows of polluted factories and the long infernal hours of human suffering. Bearers of the wheel of an emergent nation and the plight of a gender's suffrage. Unspoken heroines of courage and faith, the voice of lost generations, forgotten by time. Proud daughters of American history, the bosomed secrets of young women, the haunting luminosity of painted radium doomed these women to the poison on their lips. From the fine point to their, br- to their brushes, their lives were forever altered to the despair of the, sorry, the belief of the belagered, the, I can't even say that word, ledgered bones of broken jaws. Women, the pioneers of central cause, engraved and the indelible inscriptations of fate. The glow girls were remembered in homage. The talisman faces of unjust prejudice, strong women of resilience and resolution, the once blossomed flowers of hope and poem. And I have to apologize, Frank, for butchering those words. I do apologize. Oh, my goodness. Um, uh, he, it, no one could read better than Frank his own pieces and I did stumble terribly I'm sorry it's getting late and um, I do apologize this is so brilliant uh, if you happen to listen to the playback absolutely loved it um, 
Frank always impresses me with his ability to to tell a story, and in this in this case, it is a true story, and it is homage to those women. I love how this has a strength into it, and it was such to me. This was the perfect piece to end on, because. Um, it focuses on the strength and the courage that these women have had and uh, that their legacy continues to have. And they went through these tragedies, the polluted factories, um, and they are the, the, the backs in which we uh, have seen change. And is it, is it the perfect change? No, it is change forward. And it does create those questions. And I think some conversation was going on about it. We, you know, and I, there, I think it was Verge who said the comment. Maybe we didn't know then, and maybe they didn't know now, but what is, I mean, uh, then, what we know now, and maybe there was that, uh, the time and the place that things were limited, and then Verge's comment was, what is our excuse now? And I think that is so relevant um, because there's so much information available to us. And we know by uh, past situations like this and, and past historical events that these things do happen. We should question. And really, truly, what is the excuse now? There should not be any. Um, and it, these things do are, are hidden uh, in, in all these spaces. And it is our job to bring it to the forefront. Um, Again, the, I, the, the my, I think my favorite part was the part that I just butchered, was right at the end. Um, you know, the, the glow girls um, remembered an homage, uh, uh, you know, the toilsome faces of the unjust and prejudices. Um, and then c- closing out um, with, the, with the once blossomed flowers of hope um, because they were very young and they had their, their whole lives ahead of them and they, it was, they were stolen. Um, but they they are timeless and they will be remembered and their story should be heard definitely in platforms like this so I appreciate you bringing that Frank again I apologize I'm going to start comments with Jay alright I'll be a little quick here because we've got about nine minutes but uh, how many people have ever seen a have gone to a, a store that has fish in a fish tank what happens when you hold your hand above the fish tank all the fish go up expecting something. And that's what you can say that society is like nowadays. They hold their hands above the fish tank that we live in, and we expect something to come out of that hand that's going to be better for us. That's the pro- that was the problem then. That's the problem now. This is a great story and a great picture told from, from their point of view. It wasn't their fault for, uh, for, you know, for living in that time period. They lived in the time period which ultimately caused their death, and it caused death, death of uh, a bunch of people through a bunch of different uh, chemicals and um, mixtures and everything like that. So what he did is he told a great story, and I do like the strength that he's put in these women. Excellent job. Thank you very much. And, again, we have about eight minutes, so if I can get a quick comment from Rob. Yeah, I think as, as an overall poem, it's uh, very well written. I mean, it, it stands as a great poem. 
Um, and then, yeah, it, it reminds me of um, John Lennon's song, Woman is the Nigger of the World, which, I mean, mm. yeah, as shocking as that is, you know, it is what it is. And you know, that, that song was written a few decades ago, and, you know, it was true then. It kind of speaks to time now as well, um, some of those lines, and very relevant to to his poem. I think as a poem in general, it was a uh, well-written piece. Yeah, hold on, Frank. Thank you. And if I can just get a last quick comment from Verge, and then we're going to be closing out. Certainly, Sky. Um, yes, uh, my, my final thought on, on all of this tonight, which Frank has um, uh, really written beautifully, the fact that when a man got involved, all of a sudden it became an issue. I can't believe that. That, that to me... <laughs> just caps the, the, the negativity of this entire story. Um, but again, a very, very powerful homage. I just wrote it on the board to the strength and resilience of these women. Um, as a man who has many strong discussions about the strength of modern women and, and all of that stuff, these, these women's story needs to be something that a lot of these young girls who are complaining about this and that that really isn't of any major consequence should be made to hear and read and the movie should be um, something that puts it, that's put into schools for young, for young women, to, to, particularly university um, um, students, to watch and to study and to realise the power that really a lot of women have exhibited long before these, these times of today's Me Too and all this stuff and just recognise where real strength in a woman that has to fight against this type of oppression comes from. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. Good work. Thank you. Thank you. I want to just add add one thing to that, if I could. Quick. Verge, not just 15 people. 15 women died before that one man. All of 15 women um, got the poison in their jaws. The man got the poison in his hands. Hmm. Incredible. Incredible. I want to thank you guys. I want to thank Rack, Stephen, JCA, Rob, Boo, Sweet, Phil, Deb, uh, Big Verge. It was nice meeting you, and it was nice having you. Um, and Laughing Soul and Poetic Picasso for all your wonderful contributions, for your conversations, for your wonderful input. It's really been – it blew me away, the response. I'm going to be closing out with a song, and it, it is in uh, a jazz style of the 20s, 30s, but it is a, a remake of um, a, a song that you might uh, know and enjoy. It is sung by Robin Adele Anderson, born in 1989, an American vocalist based in New York City. Uh, she is a cast member of featured artists Scott Bailey's and Postmodern Jukebox and over 250 million YouTube views uh, where she recreates songs in a, uh, a jazz uh, way. So this is pretty cool. This is a system of a down, chop suey, again with the cover. Thank you very much, guys. Grab a 
Grab a brush and put a little makeup. Hide the scars and fade away the shake up. Why'd you leave the keys up on the table? Here you go, create another fable. Grab a brush and put a little makeup. Hide the scars and fade away the shake up. Why'd you leave the keys up on the table? I don't think you trust in my Grab a brush and put a little makeup. Hide the scars and fade away the shake-up. Why'd you leave the keys on the table? Here, go create another fable. Grab a brush and put a little makeup. Hide the scars and fade away the shake-up. Why'd you leave the keys on the table? I don't think you trust in my self-righteousness. watching my video. If you would like to see more videos, you can support me on Patreon. And if you pledge my pay- <laughs> There you go. <laughs> awesome show, Sky. Loved it.